And welcome to episode 379 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Welcome to the program, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Lockdown. (laughs) Quarantine style. Uh, Geekster style. So chicken. Um... I mean, not too much. Uh, you know, I, again, I, I, I did this. I think I did, I'm doing the same thing over and over again. I'm, 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 I'm watching videos and 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 buying things and you know online, and that's pretty much my life anymore. And working, you know, obviously, uh, to pay for those things, but uh, it, it, it's the same kind of almost boring routine in a way. Um, you know, it's just not exciting. Um, I did pick up Gotcha. Uh, that was last Tuesday's, like one of the top releases that we had for releases of the week. So uh, I did pick that up on Blu-ray. I, I ordered, I, it was just funny because I ordered it Monday morning because it was pre-order, you know, because it wasn't available to Tuesday. And I actually got it delivered on Tuesday. So I thought that was, you know, pretty cool to, to, to get that. So I was excited. So I have it now on Blu-ray. I'll have to watch it. Um, right. And then one, one movie that I don't remember seeing, I might have saw it like, when I was a child and just don't remember it, uh, uh, this movie, but every time a lot of people talk about this movie and I see it in like lists for like, you know, uh, fantasy movies and I'm like, you know what? I might as well pick it up and try and relive it. And I didn't watch it yet, but I'm going to, cause you know, I've seen, I've seen enough clips. I think I've seen the movie like, I, cause I kind of remember something like, oh, wait a minute. I kind of remember that scene. Uh, Dragon Slayer. Oh, okay. The original with Dennis Quaid and Sean Connery. No, 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 right. no. This is. Uh, is this an animated movie? No, no. This is a. Uh, this is like from 1981, I think it was. Uh, you're thinking. Uh, you're no. You're. Wait, a minute, you're. Uh, wait, you're thinking of what's that Dennis Quaid movie? <laughs> <laughs> The one where Sean Connery, maybe it's not Sean Connery is the voice of the dragon. Yeah, it's. I, or is that Dragonheart? Yes, Dragonheart. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, you, <laughs> you had me there. I'm like, we. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shit, I might have bought the wrong movie. <laughs> the whole movie am I watching? Um, no, this is this is a really old movie. Back, like I said, like I think it was like eighty one. Yeah, nineteen eighty one. This came out. And I'm trying to think. Of, uh, it was it was made by uh, Paramount and Walt Disney Productions back then. So you have to to, to oh look boy. at Peter McNichol, uh, Caden Clark, Ralph Richardson, and it's exactly like who? Yeah, yeah. I think Peter McNichol. No idea. Nope. I, <laughs> I had I had a moment. I'm like, oh wait a minute. I know. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. But apparently, it's about wizards and dragons, and it was like an ambitious movie for '81. And a lot of people talk about how how good it was, and it's just now for like more nostalgic reasons because you look at it, and look how crappy it looks. But back then, that was like cutting edge technology uh, for for um, special effects. Um, right. And then this, <clears throat> actually, the end of September, uh, beginning of October, they have had it's it's been new DVDs and Blu-rays at uh, Dollar Tree uh, to pick up. You know, for a dollar and so you know things. So I picked up a bunch of things. Um, one was a two pack. It was the Losers Rock and Roller, uh, a double pack for a dollar from Warner Brothers. I have Losers already on Blu-ray, but I never seen Rock and Roll. I was always wanted to think because it's like a Guy Ritchie film. I think it is. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wanted right. to see that one, so I was like, ah, oh, for a buck, you know, where I pick technically fifty cents. Oh, 
<laughs> pick it up. No, technically it's dollar because you bought a movie you already had. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you really bought it for the one movie you didn't didn't own. So I would say that falls under the I paid a dollar for it. Right. And then there were some other movies. Okay, it's still a dollar. Yeah, as I say, it's still, still pretty cheap. So um, the other one was uh, Ace Ventura Peck Detective. Uh, I picked that up. Uh, so I was like, good, because I didn't have that in my collection. A movie that I always wanted to buy in my collection, but never did, and always forget about. Like, it's one of those movies, like, it's like, I should own this, and I don't. And and then one day, it was there for a box, so I was like, all right, this is my opportunity. Purple Rain. Princess Purple Rain. Wow, Purple Rain for a dollar on Blu-ray? Yes. Wow, you got lucky. I paid full price for mine. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then the the Clint Eastwood film, uh, fifteen seventeen to Paris. It's about that that uh, infamous the train. You're right, yeah, the train about the soccer players who you know yeah. sort of, you know, save the train of uh, from terrorists and stuff. So I was I kind of wanted to see that. I always I kind of like Clint Eastwood movies, and I'm thinking you know for a buck, why not? You know, so that's the sure the I mean, one. You know, he's gotten got into the lately. His, his all his directorial movies have been real life pictures, right? Or people based movies based on real people. And then um, the, the next one was uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Duvall. It was The Judge. Okay. So it was. I, I heard it was good. Sorry, I got the hiccups. That's it. So you keep talking while I drink. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought it for a box. I was like, you yeah, know what? With with RGJ and Robert Duvall, I like him as an actor too. So I figured, why not sure, for a box? Bobby so D. so um, and then uh, these next three were kind of like. I, I was watching other collectors talk about it, and I'm like, I'm like, I'll try these. One is called 2047 Virtual Revolution. It was kind of like a uh, Transformers knockoff, so I was like, all right, I'll try that one. Give it a shot. Uh-huh. Um, this next one, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of like it's called Apocalypse Road, and it has an archer in it. So I figured, you know what? For not too many archery films out there that I know of, other than Robin Hood movies. Right, if it doesn't have Robin Hood in it, it it's it's not an archery movie. <laughs> yes. And then the last one oh, is uh, with Tom Sizemore. It's probably the only one that's noticeable because uh, there's ha- Sarah Habel and Dominic. Oh, Dominic Monaghan. No, sorry. So yeah, so uh, it's called Atomic. So I figured to give that a okay. shot. It's kind of like a futuristic. Uh, it's kind of like a sci-fi movie. So I figured I'll try that out and all. So that I was my. Uh, since it's almost the end of the world, Miles Obama movies that are about the end of the world. That's right. See, see how it's going to happen. Let's check this flick out. <laughs> All right. Um, and then um, when I watched the movie this week, because um, I watched Cyber Warriors last week, I think I told you, and I was trying to scratch that itch of seeing a cyberpunk movie, and that was recommended, and I was kind of disappointed. So I tried another one, and I'm still disappointed. Which one? And this one's a big one. Um, Terminator Uh-oh. Dark Fate. Oh, dude, I told you. It won't bother. I, I, I do have to say this. I, it, I, I believe I warned you. You did. You did. <laughs> but I figure, you know, it's it, it's got a... Um, I can't think of her name now. It's got Linda Hamilton in Linda it. Linda Hamilton. So, you, you, so it's like, so you bring her back. You go, uh, you got to give it a watch. You know, she, she's sure, in it, okay. you know, and, and you know... I think she did a great job in the first two, you know, I figured, yeah, why not? And, um, how do I put this? It's not the worst thing I've seen. <laughs> I've seen a lot but, worse movies in my time. 
Right. Yeah, but if you never saw it, you wouldn't have felt like you missed anything. Oh, exactly. Like it was it was so bland. And, and and like and like some of it was just stupid. And I I'm, I'm going to say this now. Arnold Schwarzenegger did not need to be in that movie at all. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> that was a waste of his talent. Of, of, of what let's talent slow, he has. Slow down. Let's let's give you know <laughs> talent is calling it loosely. You know <laughs> whatever he I, calls talent. <laughs> yeah, whatever uh, that is. I, 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 I got to tell you, I phoned it in. <laughs> I just had to play myself. Just very wooden, <laughs> very Republican. <laughs> I, I don't think. I don't think he had. I don't think he was thinking wooden. I think that was his best performance. <laughs> I I I don't. I agree. I don't know why he was in there, and and they kind of like because because I'm I'm gonna I'm, I know I'm gonna get a lot of kind of hate mail for this, and I really don't care at this point. I don't think you are. It's <laughs> it was I think it was for the social justice warriors, and it was for the Me Too movement or whatever they call themselves, and the Too Late or whatever Times Up movement or whatever for women, and it had three like kind of strong leads as females, and you go. They still needed the strong man. Like they should be protesting this movie because <laughs> because they wrote, I think, for them. But they still had to have Arnie in it to be the, the strong, like, you know, character that saves the day, you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm like, it, it just was terrible because it was it made those three women look weak in a way. I mean, you know, I mean, they were fighting and they were, you know, they were going toe to toe with the Terminator. And you're going, OK, like, uh, you know, I, I could I, it's it's. It's good, but like, the, the Arnie wins. <laughs> right, <laughs> you I, know. I, yeah, I kind of. Uh, I think I started watching it. I watched the whole thing that night, and I, I just I felt like, why was I felt like James Cameron did this movie on a on not a dare, but kind of like a I'll show you guys what I mean. Because he kind of put his foot in his mouth earlier that that year when he before they announced the movie about female heroes and that like Wonder Woman he had no real respect for where you know like Sarah Connor to him was a real woman hero and um, and I was like why can't they all be female heroes they're all females I mean Wonder Woman's one of the original female empowerment superheroes of all time right and you're kind of pissing you're kind of like pissing on it and I felt like he was going I'll show you what I'm talking about it's like he kind of had to try to man mansplain his movie <laughs> he, he's like this. I'm going to show you what I mean in the dumbest terms possible I have to mansplain it and I'm going to have all these women I got Linda Hamilton back yay me because she really wasn't doing anything at the time I got Arnold Schwarzenegger back you're thinking of going alright this is going to be a sequel to the second movie because all the other ones don't count and then you're like, what do you do in the first 10 minutes? Kill John Connor <laughs> as a kid. And you're like, spoiler. And I'm like, oh. So it's like, you really? Go- really? Like, oh, he don't need no man. He ain't going to be the future. We're going to have this woman now be the future of the revolution. And we're going to have a female come back to the past who's kind of augmented. You know, we can't we can't make her a Terminator, even though her whole demeanor was robotic. <laughs> like, like there, uh, and then we're gonna have our, Linda Hamilton basically be just a grumpy old person the entire time. 
you know, I'm just like, you didn't really need her either. You know, you, you needed her to kill John Connor, and after that, you could have made her go out in a blaze of glory. Instead, you had her kind of begrudgingly drag this other girl who's the lead of it. Well, I know. I, I, I think, as I think, I think Little Hamilton's character made sense to the whole thing in a way. I mean, you know, because she was, you know, like, she, well, well, not to the whole thing. Let's put it this way. She was good for the beginning and the end, and that was it. And now I'm talking the right. very end, like when they're with their. Uh, I'm going to spoil it a little bit, kids. I'm sorry. Uh, basically, the, there's there's a woman who comes back from the future to save the future of humanity's life, and it's a woman, um, and basically t- takes her life just so she she can do that because she saves her life as a kid as time right. goes on. But like at the end, they're 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 watching over the kid in a way, like you know, to see where she's at and all, so they like they can find her. I guess when the when the future does go shit, you know, it does does go uh, apocalyptic. But the 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 idea though was is that like to me was like they're going to drive off and Lindell Lin, Lin, Hamilton's now going to train her to to fight Terminators in a way, just so right, that you know they right. could you know they be. But that's the only thing. Like she's kind of like the like I'm going to teach you now to be the the leader that you need to be. You know, like you know, and be the mother figure because that's what they kept saying in the whole thing. They they actually that's the thing that really made me funny was because they had to had to put in like instead of like suggesting it like you know like subliminally they had to tell you she was the mother figure like right you it it sucks when you want to try to make it, it sucks when the director and writer doesn't trust the audience enough to be smart to fill in those gaps right something so, something as blatantly obvious as the terminator now i know it's got time travel and sometimes it can get a little wonky you know with what's real what's fantasy like how does this person come back and i know sometimes you do have to pave that roadmap but in this case you kind of get it she gets hard linda hamilton drives off to the sunset with this girl going to train her because john's dead and she's now the future and and it's like this it's, it's a loop it's you restarted the loop again mm-hmm. you're like that you didn't you don't need to be a rocket science to get it Fuck! Just watch Back to the Future a couple times, and you'll get it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was. I'm, I'm sorry you had to subject yourself to that. <laughs> well, like I said I was. I was. I was itching for. I was itching for a cyberpunk movie, and then you know, Time Retainer fits that bill. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> I'm I gonna think, keep searching. Hey, since, since we're talking, well, I mean, you could do like I would say. Blade Runner is a cyberpunk movie. It is. Um, I mean, there I have a lot of cyber, but I've seen them all. I'm looking for something new. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking for like Johnny a Johnny Mnemonic. Seen it. <laughs> Damn. Haven't seen it. Uh, uh, Soldier with uh, Kurt Russell. With Kurt Russell? Yes. Oh, see, I've tapped into something. I think it's called Soldier. Um, Tom. Okay, now I'm gonna have to look because I'll, I'll get the plot. It's based in the same world as Blade Runner. It's kind of like a sister movie to Blade Runner, where he plays uh, an old grizzled war vet, and they had a kid who played um, Jason Jason Scott or Jason Scott Lee or, or Scott Lee, the kid who played Bruce Lee in that Bruce Lee biopic mm-hmm. many years ago. He plays like a generically engineered soldier, like the new soldier, and Kurt Russell is kind of like a semi-generic. I think it's called Soldier. It is. And, and, it is. Okay. It's made in 1998. Okay. Um, 
Let's see here. Directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Written by uh, David Webb Peoples. And starring Kurt Russell, Jason Scott Lee, uh, yeah, right. Jason Isaacs, uh, Connie Nelson, Sean uh, Pertwee, and uh, Gary Busey. <laughs> right. The movie's really, really good. It's not It's not a horrible movie. It's, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> just, just look at that one up. <laughs> In 1996, a part of a new military training program, orphan infants are selected at birth and raised as highly disciplined soldiers and dedicated to a holy military a holy military regime. They in turn they are trained and to be ruthless obedient killers without any moral code of conduct and any uh and any Deemed physical or mental unworthy are executed. Survivors of the training program are turned into impressive, are turned into impressive deactivated fighting machines with no exposure or understanding of the outside world. Twenty thirty six, the HOS Sergeant Todd uh, thirty four sixty five is a battle hardened veteran. And the okay, so yeah, blah blah. blah. It's a long. Wow, well, I'm not gonna right, read the whole plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking for a synopsis, and they're giving me the whole like thing. I'm like, yeah, right, I'm not you're, gonna. You're gonna read the Basically, the point is, Kurt Russell's the old grizzled, grizzled soldier who was raised this way, and then they decide that these guys are not as we're gonna bring in these these efficient robot, not robot, but like augmented people. And Jason Scott Lee is one of those augmented. So it's basically like. I'm young, I'm, I'm the future. You're the past, and they kind of bump heads, and they're, they're essentially, it's like the new regime is trying to kill the old regime, and and Kurt Russell has to rise above it and and stop everything. Okay. I think it takes place. I think it takes place on like a Mars or an off offshoot planet, but they said that the story was kind of written in the, it's it happens around the same time as. Blade Runner, so it's kind of they called they called it like a sister movie to Blade Runner, even though you know nobody from the movie or even directed the movie or even wrote the movie has any kind of like yeah it's it was more like well since we can't do a sequel to Blade Runner I guess this will work because no one thought about Blade Runner you know twenty forty nine or whatever <laughs> it's called yeah so you know it's like all right well I guess we'll we'll, we'll call this a a side project, <laughs> you know, it's the sequel no one asked for. It's the sequel no, it's the sequel no one asked for because everyone wants a real sequel. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what other what other cybernetic movies like uh, or our future. <clears throat> um, hmm. Well, like I said, I I always look it up online and and right. come up with them. That's why I like, came up with Cyber Wars, and I and I bought it and I, I tried it out. It was real cheap. I was like, all right, you know, for for cheap, I'll, I'll try it and see see what it was like. Sure. You know, so that's that's the thing. Like like the only the only there's a couple of movies that I'm I'm I want to try, but I don't like they freak me out. <laughs> they freak you out. Okay. Ed, this this is a safe space, so why don't you tell me what movies they are? Well, one's called Videodrome with. Um... I've seen that. I own that. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is called Existence, uh with uh, Jude Law, and I don't know anybody else that was in. Oh, uh, um, um, William Dafoe is in it, and 
it it looks neat and it, it looks cool, but it, it's like because it's it's interacting with technology where they go into a, a simulated world, like a game world, and right. the creator of the game world gets like attacked, and then uh, Jude Law's character is like the bodyguard of of the person is trying to save her. And but the the way they hook into it is basically they have to stick something up there like anus. <laughs> it wow. looks okay. like they get something implanted in them, like above their anus. Really, it's like a look a little tail. It's kind of like I don't know if you remember the for like first season of Star Trek where they where these alien like s- things would get swallowed in your mouth from Star Trek: The Next Generation, and yeah, the little tail on the back of their head was the indicator like of they were in you know in uh, being possessed by this alien it's kind of like the the body snatchers for the next generation right. like that like that that's the kind of thing and they hook into that with the machine and it's all like bizarre right. and disgusting looking and i'm like i don't know if i could watch that you know so but that's just me but that's you know i wouldn't i don't i okay as a person who's seen videodrome a few times i wouldn't call that any any I don't think that's cyberpunkish at all. I think it's more of a horror movie. Yeah. You know, um, but, oh, okay. <clears throat> go, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right. Anything else happening to you this week? No, that's, uh, that's it for me. How about you? What's, uh, what's been going on in your world? Well, um, I, did watch last week you talked about the um, space shuttle challenger show oh yeah so believe it or not actually that night i watched i finished i watched the whole thing i watched because it's only like four episodes i think and they're late yeah it was it was after the third episode i was like wow i'm kind of tired it's like two in the morning i think i'll go to bed i wonder how many episodes left only one more and it's only 45 minutes Oh, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> so I legitimately watched all the whole show in like one sitting. Um, it was fascinating. It was good, and and the person I think that you were like were surprised it was the kid from uh, a Christmas Carol, a Christmas Story. But yes, Christmas Story. Yes, Christmas Story. Him being in it was fascinating. Like, okay, so they needed somebody, and and all right, sure, why not? Like, <laughs> well, the, the thing was is that like he like his point like at the time when it's like he was he was like an up up and coming star and he was a child star and like that was kind of like the next like evolution of like if the teacher in space thing worked out like putting a child actor was kind of like the next like right step you know like you know the next in line it would have it would have made um well i mean like i said when we were kids and they announced the space shuttle the you know the whole space shuttle program and what it was going to involve in there was a moment as a child i was like oh my god there's an opportunity for me to go to space Mm -hmm. like it was like the dream like i'm a fan of star wars and star trek and you're gonna you're telling me that they're working on a space shuttle where i can just as a passenger fly into just up just take a a quick trip around the earth like maybe like once or twice and then be back before dinner kind of thing or not really but you know like just that would be awesome and you know, by the time I'm old enough to actually really do it, it'll be like the year 2000, and it'll be awesome. And none of that happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I thought it was fascinating how they pretty much everyone was like, "Yeah, we knew something was going to happen. It was just a matter of time." Yeah. Type type attitude about it, and I was like, "Yeah, it sound that sounds exactly like how it would work." You know, <laughs> just fake it till you make it, kind of thing. <laughs> 
Well, the, I was like, but the thing yeah. is, is like, like you know, I, I think when I was when I was talking about it, the the one thing that I mentioned was that that there was two guys basically that like, like, w- like went ahead with it, just kind of just kind of bullied their way to make sure yeah. that they these space shuttles launched. They kept on schedule and they and they and they did what they were supposed to do. That was the the whole thing of it. And like everybody who what you know wanted to make it safe couldn't do it basically and it was just like these two gentlemen were like yeah we and it's just like the one guy they both said the same thing it's like you know if if, if it was today i'd still do it like it's it's yeah i i, I was like and that's why you guys are quote-unquote managers right because <laughs> it was like we don't care human life this has got to get up we have a schedule to keep and and if i had to make the same decisions i would get making it it's like because I was like, I'm looking at going. Wow, this is why you guys are middle management. Like, <laughs> well, the the, just, the the idea though was the fact is is that like you you there's a risk. I mean, there there's always a risk to do this. There's not. It's not like it's going to be a guarantee. Like that, where every time we go up, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be hunky dory. Sure, it's always a risk, but you want to try to make that risk as minimal as possible. Right. And when everyone's telling you, hey, sooner or later this is going to go, this is going to happen, it doesn't become one of those moments like well it's it's not a it, it, it's a, there's a possibility they're telling me that it could happen i should do something about that i should say something but it's like well we don't want to say nothing because we we got plans we got a schedule to keep yeah you know the president apparently wants to uh, don't make us don't make them look bad kind of thing and i'm like wow all right like gotcha <laughs> I, it was it was interesting to see like as a as a kid who saw it happen live, obviously, because you and I were not in the same classroom, but we were in the same part of our lives, like probably sitting in front of in a classroom mm-hmm. with a TV on, being like, "Oh, this is going to be great, and this is awesome." First teacher in space, awesome. This is great. What? Wait, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" Now I don't remember, like I. I don't remember if anyone like cried around me or anything like that. I think that once it happened, I think our teacher like turned the TV off and was like, "Okay, everything's fine, nothing to see here." Like, because <laughs> you don't want to be responsible. Like nowadays, that shit would never fly. You know, like if that happened, everyone would be in therapy. Yeah, <laughs> there'd be like, "Oh, we're gonna have um, you know counselors come up and have every kid could talk to," and it was like, "Yeah, we're just gonna turn the TV off and." Go about our day, and you know what? Ask your parents what happened, because <laughs> it ain't our job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, and I remember, like, oh wow, that's crazy. I was just as surprised as you. Like, I, I remember hearing, like, well, later in life, that they were alive all the way to the very end. Like, even like they hit the water alive, kind of thing. Um, I think that's how it went down. Well, but I mean, like you saying, like, like they, it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't talked about. Like that was the, that was, that was the, 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 uh, the when we were kids, it was, it was never mentioned. Like I don't remember it being mentioned that, like, oh yeah, they, 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 like, 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 because it's like you, you go, then there could have been a survival rating. Like, like then you go, oh, like wait, wait, why didn't, why did, why didn't we prepare for this? Like, like, because it's like it's like okay, they they like we a lot of people thought they when they explode when that exploded, like it was gone, like that was it. Just I'll be honest, said I, I was one of those people. Like as a kid, I was, well, a kid, I was eighty six, I was sixteen. Um, 
I was like, oh, there is no way they could have survived that. Like, that looked like it blew up, like, in midair. Yeah. Type thing. I didn't know that. It wasn't until well, well later on, like, one of the anniversaries of the the, the, the tragedy that someone brought up the fact that they were still alive. And I was like, what? Yeah. That's, get the, f- no way. Like, and I, I was like, wow, okay, that, that really, it makes it even more of a tragedy. Like, I would have. I would have loved to have never known that. I would have liked to have just imagined that they perished in that explosion. Right. Not that they had that shitty ride all the way down. Right. You know, like all like, that time I, they're, they're, you know, like, I mean, I, I mean, cause I don't, you, you can't even fathom like what's going through their heads or, you know, that kind of thing. Like it's just so bizarre. And I was like, it wasn't until I went to the Smithsonian in Washington DC and they you know they have the Air and Space Museum is one of the the Smithsonian has many museums and one of them's aerospace and we you can walk through one of those and our, it's free so I mean like anybody who you know lives in a country or even outside the country can go and see this um you know these amazing museums because like one's a history museum of like uh, uh, culture and you know uh, actually just I think history in general uh, <laughs> they do have some TV and, and uh, stuff in on or stuff in there but uh, they, it's, it's. But you go through the aerospace, and there's a video of basically, I think, Christy McCullough's mother explaining, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, we were told that you know they survived, and you know they, right. they, they went down and blah blah blah. And I was just like, I was like stunned. I was just standing. I mean, I'm an adult, like at this point in my in my forties, yeah. you know, standing there going, holy crap! Like I did not know that, you know, and. And I, I think my brother knew because he I was with my older brother, and he's like, I, 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 yeah. But like I said, it was never, it was never talked about, like that I remember, because uh, I think that would something, something, you know, that something that scarring would have, would have been, you know, remembered, you know, you know, because you thought about it, like them going, you know, down and all kind of thing, and you know, it's just, it was, it was just, you know, I was like, wow, like, like that's that's just amazing, you know, and then you go. Why didn't they, you know, like, why didn't have, like, I guess the technology, like, and then you, Christian, you look back now at it, you go, why couldn't they have, like, had jets or, you know, or, or helicopters in that area, you know, the, you know, to, to do this, you know, and it arranged by right. the time they could have much, could have saved them. And it's just like, it was just too late. And it's just like, wow, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just a horrifying feeling to, to think that. And it's just like, imagining, like, that, the sicking, you know, and you're holding your last breath, hoping, that somebody's going to come and get you and they never do. You know, it's just yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. That note. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's see. I, I'm also caught up on the boys. Uh-huh. Season two. Um, yeah. Cause I, next I, week's the season finale. Yeah. Season finale. My coworker, um, was talking about like, he didn't give me any spoilers this week, but I was like, I told, I saw him yesterday. I was like, I haven't caught up yet. He kind of gave me the looks like, dude, what are you, what are you waiting for? Like, if I was allowed to, he would have told me to go home and watch it like right now or stream it through my phone. Cause I, I'm talking that episode less, this most current episode, that shit crazy. Uh-huh. That shit crazy. I don't know how this season's going to end. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I kind of sat there with my jaw, like hanging open going, wow, that was unexpected like uh, oh i'm like oh what's gonna happen how's what's going on <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward with that um let's see we talked to, did you happen to watch any of that show utopia no no i haven't watched that yet. Uh, okay you gotta watch that it's good it's a good show 
Um, I didn't buy any movies this week. I started watching. I'm trying to think, did I watch? Um, I started watching a documentary the other night about called The Boys. Um, it's not the same thing. It's about the two guys who wrote the Mary Poppins music, most of the music for Disney movies. Okay. Uh, um, it's it's a uh, two brothers. I forget their name. It's uh, because I'm not as influenced in Disney lore as you are. But it's the guys who wrote their first. It's basically the history of these two gentlemen who wrote the music for Mary Poppins. Um, a lot of the well-known songs from Jungle Book, um, a lot of the songs that you hear in Disneyland today, um, they, they're, they're brothers. And the reason why I bring this point up is they're brothers who never really got along. They're kind of estranged from each other. But yet they worked... The Sherman together. Brothers. The Sherman Brothers, yes. Um, that they were just kind of like, yeah, like one lives in England, the other one lives in Beverly Hills, and they haven't talked in like decades. Like they just don't, they don't really get along. Like, because they're not, not. I wouldn't say not get along is not the right term. They have their own lives, and they just aren't as brotherly as you would think that two people who grew up in the same household, who basically painted a lot of the a lot of the songs like "Spoonful of Sugar." Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Uh, I want to be like you. Ooh, ooh. Those songs that are staples. Um, t- what do we call it the Tigger song. Tigger song. You know, <laughs> that guy. Um, those those songs were written to the the happiest moments of my childhood. It was written by two guys who were just like meh to each other. <laughs> Like, yeah, I know we're related, but he's got his life. I got mine. We don't really associate much. <laughs> you guys share the same DNA. Yeah, you know what? But he's kind of artsy farty. See, I'm more of a straight lace kind of guy. It's, just, it's like oil and water most of the time. So we just get together, write songs and move about. I'm like, whew. I stopped it because it was, I wanted to, it was getting late and I wanted to, I mean, I also bought, picked up a video game that we'll talk a little later about. I don't know if you picked it up or not. Um, so we'll, I'll give you my review later. Okay. Um, I got, I've got my pilot's helmet, Ed. That's my pilot's helmet. It's kind of give you a little teaser. Ah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, uh, that's kind of, it's been, and then work. Just, you know, having to deal with people going, what do you mean I can't pre-order this? How come? Wh- are you going to get more PS5s? You get more Xbox Ones? Uh, no, you're just gonna have to wait. Like, why? I, I I don't know. Like, I literally stand behind this counter. Ask somebody who gets paid more than I do. Here's the corporate number. Like, <laughs> ask them. Like, I don't. Move on. It'll be fine. You'll be all right. It's not the end of the world. You know. Um, even though it may look like it on the news. <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah, but outside of that, I'm nothing really. I'm trying to think. If Stacy's not here, she's currently at, at work. So a part of me is like, I kind of sometimes rely on her to go. You, you did this too. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it wasn't really nothing really spectacular or out crazy. Um, I didn't buy any movies this week. I'm not. I I don't peruse dollar stores. <laughs> kind of just kind of come home and and edge in front of the TV sometimes. That's that's my my week. 
(laughs) (laughs) So I don't even know. I do have some interesting news articles, and I don't know how interesting they're going to be people like to like. It's nerdy, but it's also more sad because it has to do with the state of movie theaters. Uh (laughs) Um, But I do got some lighthearted stuff too. But um, uh, so Ed, what is coming out this week in videos? Uh, Well, first off, we're going to start with Star Trek Picard season one is coming out this week on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, for you guys to check out. Um, and then on the first time... Have you watched the show? No, I have not. Um, I know... I, th- I think they're the airing it, I think, on CBS, like on Sun night and late at night or something like that, so they can get people uh, hooked on it, so they can go buy the, you know, uh, CBS All Access. Or not. Now, that's the thing. I don't know if you have a news about that. They're changing that from CBS All Access to Paramount+. Plus. Really? Yes. Why the name change? Because they want to, they want to extend it more. When because when you think of CBS All Access, you're thinking of just the CBS, you know, television programming that has there, okay. and then like Star Trek. They want to add like their movies, you know, lineup and all that kind of stuff. They want to, they want to expand, and I think they have that, but they just, they people don't see that, and they, if they figure if they change the name to make it more, you know, sounding like okay, it's more encompassing. Like there's more to this than right. just old CBS <laughs> shows that you know I'm gonna watch, you know. So that's right. the like Paramount Studios owns, um, what do you call it? They own Star Trek, yes, but they also own Top Gun, and they also own, um, don't they own the Indiana Jones movies? Well, they own their distribution rights to Indiana Jones uh, movies. Right. So technically, they, they do. Them. You know, I mean, saying like Disney really did. Lucasfilm owns, you know, the the name and all, and uh, right. you know, so you know, because they can make movies and all uh, with with the name. It's just that they were distributed through Paramount at the time when they were. Right, because like the in the second one, the big um, it goes into the Paramount logo into the actual mountain. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. I so I made me rush out to get it. I mean, also, well, um, I really want to see the Picard show. My understanding, I I had the end spoiled for me. I think in an article, and I don't really. I'm like, well, now that I know how that season one ends, I'm not really interested. <laughs> like, I want to see it because I like Patrick Stewart. I know, you know, a lot of the old cast is back together for for a couple episodes. But the ending itself made me kind of be like, oh, how are they going to pull that off? Like, like all right, I guess I'll wait for season two. Um, I did finish season two of the Harley Quinn show. The cartoon, oh, yeah, um, that was okay. I mean, that was kind of like that. Would say it was my side project this week was watching that because I was like, oh, that's right. I remember. I remember just. I remember starting that season too, and I'm like, okay, well, where's that gonna go? And I was like, all right, and it's not a bad show, but I'm not blown away by it. So I'm like, well, all right, I'll just, I'll get around to finish it when I get around to finish it. I'm not really rushing. Um, I also I started a lot of shit today this week. I started um, Woo Assassins, Woo Assassins huh. on Netflix, um, and I started uh, shit Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. Uh, I started that. I watched an episode. It was really really good, but I have to get. I haven't gotten back to finishing that season. Because it's still running, actually, so I'm kind of waiting. Biding my time is what I'm doing, Ed. Huh. All right, what else you got coming out? Um, first time on Blu-ray, believe it or not, uh, The Secret of My Success. 
<laughs> no one asked for that. <laughs> which, the, no, which, is, which is sad because I was thinking about that this past week. And I bought it, and it's I haven't it's it's being shipped to me. I'm getting it actually Tuesday, and I'm like, and then I, like you know I I I don't do the releases to the end of the week, and I'm like, you son of a bitch, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, whatever, you know, I'm like I'm like I'm like ah, you know, I got a cheap, so I'm like I'm like it's, it's it's gonna be like eighteen bucks, you know, new for Blu-ray, so I'm like ah, you know what, it's, you know, it's not gonna be. Right, that's the it's with um, Michael J. Fox works at a he's a concierge. At a hotel, I believe. No, no, he's a farm boy that gets a like a college degree and basically starts out in the oh. mailroom, and then realizes. Oh yeah, okay. This is a serious Michael J. Fox movie. Yes, well, it was, it's kind of a comedy. I mean, because because and Heller Slater's in it. That's another another uh, big I guess actress at the time. Um, because they he he was in the mailroom and he realizes like he could do things and like use a name that nobody really knows because of the, how right. the off how big the office is, so he's trying to like succeed. So that's why like he's he's doing that. And in the meantime, Helen Slater is like a like a junior kind of uh, um, employee there in a way, not junior, but like uh, she's not you know senior management type of thing. But she's like a middle middle uh, management person so he's he's okay. you know falls in love and blah blah blah. and there's there's a whole side plot of like him dating his aunt or something <laughs> so, <laughs> some bizarre thing you know so it's like you know it was, it was one of those comedies i'm like i'm like it was, it was it's like a dramedy you know type of thing and i'm like ah oh, you know what i haven't seen it in a long time and i'm like ah oh, you know what I'll, I'll, I'll buy it it was like real cheap and then all of a sudden like like i said uh, then i was looking at the releases i'm like son of a bitch <laughs> Um, 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 what movie am I thinking of? Because I'm um, sitting there going, where's the one where he gets... Oh, it's For Love of Money, where he's the concierge. Uh-huh. Doug Ireland. Um, I was also thinking the serious one is... Um, big Lights... Big, Bright Lights, Big City. Yeah. Where he... he I mean, let's face it, he, he should stick with, you know, the the comedies because this was like a real heavy. I remember going, oh, I like Michael J. Fox, but I like Big City. And he's got, like, he's on the cover. He's got that Michael J. Fox smile. Like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And it's, a delu- the story is a disillusioned young writer lives living in New York City turns to drugs and drinking to block out the memories of his dead mother and his estranged wife. Laugh riot, Ed. <laughs> I've been laughing through it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's got Michael J. Fox, Keeper Sutherland, Phoebe Cates. I'm going, those three people right there, they're in some of my favorite movies. And it's a heavy, like, heavy drama. And I'm watching this going, I, this does not feel... I, I What's going on? Like, where's the laughs? Where's the, oh, gee, you know... Why is he snorting that coke? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is how I get back to the future. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, I'm thinking for the love of money where he's the concierge and he's dating like uh, I think like a big wig's daughter and something. Yeah. It's yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right, what else you got? Um coming to to 4k and I'm, I'm, I'm like i i had this I'm, i have to really look into this because i because it i, I did and didn't, didn't come up with anything but i was kind of surprised that they're not already 4k 300 and uh Stephen private ryan uh they're getting the 4k treatment this week 
And I thought that was kind of odd because I thought they were already. I, I would have thought Saving Private Ryan at least three hundred. I don't know. Yeah. That seems a little. Yeah, I guess. And right. and finally for for movies and this one, <laughs> this was I'm like I saw it and I'm like really, I guess I guess they they think they can make more money out of this I don't know, um it's American Pie presents Girls uh, Rule. <laughs> it's, we're gonna squeeze that American Pie for every last dime we can get out of it. Uh yeah I saw the trailer for that believe it or not because I think I, it's on like. It's when you look through Voodoo, it's one of those like, hey, in theaters now, or, or get it before DVD kind of thing. Yeah. And it's basically a female version of the first movie, modernized for the, I would say, not the Me Too movement, but the girl, anything guys can do, girls can do better. It's, it's basically the Ghostbusters remake of American Pie. That's the impression I got from it. Huh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching the trailer going, I don't, why? Who, so who, who, who asked for this? Because <laughs> I, I, the pitch meeting had got to suck. Going, okay, what properties do we own? We still own American Pie, but we can't get anybody. Well, fuck them. We'll just create a whole new one. You know what's in now? Women remakes. Let's get a bunch of women and see if they want to remake American Pie. I don't think there's a famous name name in the bunch, um, but it's okay. Everyone's gonna start somewhere, right. you know. Like I would say, some of those people that from the American Pie, they weren't household names until Jason Biggs. No one knew who Jason Biggs was until that movie, right? You know, so it's like, okay, I get it. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Good for them. But I watched the trailer. If you get a moment, watch the trailer, and it is. I'm just like, no one. Why? Who thought this was a good idea? Like, uh, uh, it's like bridesmaids in high school. <laughs> you know, Bridesmaids, I think, is a great movie, and it's brilliant, and it's, and it's genius, and it is about funny women. But now let's take them, take funny women and put them into high school, and they're still kind of, you're not really that funny. And I, you just want to get laid? That, what? Like, I don't, where's the, where's the social justice warriors? Because I feel like they need to know about this movie. <laughs> 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 Watch the trailer when you get a chance, and you'll be, you'll be like, "Oh my god, what? This is horrible." <laughs> I'll wait for the dollar bin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else you got? Uh, let's move on to video games. Yes, what we got coming out this week in video games, Ed? Uh, we have Foregone, developed by Big Blue Bubble and published by Big Blue Bubble for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and that's coming out on Monday, actually. Uh, okay. See. And then they have Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 Grand Prix, uh, developed by Game Mill uh, Entertainment and published by Nickelodeon for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and that's coming out on Monday as well. So I was kind of surprised they have Monday releases uh, this week than uh, the normal Tuesday. Uh, probably they're trying to push all the stuff up because, you know, you got... Well, I mean... No, everyone's kind of trapped in the house, and you got new systems coming out in a month and a half. So maybe they're trying to, right. hey, we got to get it out now. Got to get it out now before we try to make whatever money we can. Because when those new systems come out, a lot of like you're not going to have Kart Racers two on the PS five. So <laughs> let's let's try to get it now. <laughs> right. And then it's I Can Fell by uh, developed by Happy Ray Games. I probably mispronounced that name, so I don't care. Uh, published by Humble Humble Games for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch and PC, and that is on Thursday. 
Okay. Then there's Ride 4, developed by Milestone SRL and published by the Milestone SRL. And that's for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch. And that is for Thursday. Then we have Big Ten Power Trip, uh, developed by PHL Collective, published by Outright Games for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And that's on Friday. Then they have FIFA 21, developed by EA Vancouver and published by EA Sports for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And that'll be on Friday. And finally, True Sur- oh, I'm sorry, The Survivalists, uh, developed by Team 17 and published by Team 17 for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And that will be on Friday. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. Um, I have been doing some gaming this week. Okay. Um, I picked up the Kingdoms of Almira. We talked about that last show. Uh-huh. Um, I'm playing that, uh, which is fine. It's fun. Uh, well, not fun. It's 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 <laughs> it's it's scratching my role playing game itch is what it's doing. Um, then, but I am also one of those people that's willing to try stupid shit and see what <laughs> comes see what comes out the uh, other end. Yeah. Um, because I'm a frequent I'm a frequent scroller of content on like the PlayStation store and voodoo. Like, okay, what's coming out on voodoo? Maybe I'll, if it looks cheap, maybe I'll buy it. And I sometimes do that with video games. So I was scrolling through, like I know um, for those people who have PlayStation plus, I think the new free games are going to be vampire. And uh, there was another game. I, I, I was like, Oh, they're doing that. But I already owned it like as a free download. It, it was like, hey, here's a new game, and then like an old game, and then they did Bloodborne again. I wish I remembered what the second one was. But for those people who are interested, I played. I think we talked about Vampire on the show, and now that I know it's free, I might download it and try again and be more. It was it was tough for me because I didn't. I felt like a lot of the shit that was going on that would never happen <laughs> in, huh. a, in a good vampire game. Um, but for free, why not? Uh, there's a couple of other like free to play games that I downloaded. One was called uh, Rogue, not Rogue Squadron. Um, shit, I'm gonna turn my PS4 on because <laughs> now I'm like, hey, what were those games? But the big one, Ed, the big one is Star Wars Squadrons. Ah, yes. I picked up Star Wars Squadrons. Um, it's it's only forty dollars retail. For those people who you know don't want to spend sixty bucks for a game, you're not going. You're not going to with this one. It's only forty. Okay. Um, trade in some stuff, and you might you know get it for cheaper. Right. Like I did. Um, I think I walked out for four bucks. I um I suck at it. Uh, here you go. Okay, you Some could have beat it around the bush just a little bit. I, well, you know, here I'll, I'll I'll dip my toe back in that water. The two other free games that I wrote, I, I picked up were Rogue Company and Genshin Impact. They're two free to play games, and apparently someone on my friends list is playing that game because it's kind of like a Japanese anime open world multiplayer massive multiplayer game. It it feels like. It feels like it's um, um, trying to think of like a Final Fantasy S type game where it's free to play, but there's you can pay to win, pay to play type stuff. Right. Um, I'll probably bail on it. It's one of those games where it's like, oh, let me go over here. 
What's over here? Oh, it's part of this quest. Let me finish that quest. What's else is that? It's kind of addicting in that way, especially for people like me, where it's like, well, let me just do one more thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Rogue Company is a third-person shooter that's free-to-play kind of think of think Fortnite in a way. Okay. Um, you know, it's got like, hey, here's some here's some Rogue Bucks. You can buy stuff. You know, like, all right, well, I'm, I'll probably get rid of that one too. But Star Wars Squadrons is the game that I have been playing most. Um, there's a there's a story. Okay. It's not much of a story, I'll be honest. It, it it definitely falls on the you've seen this plot before. It's the hey, I used I was in the Empire and I decided this is not what the Empire should be. So I'm I'm bailing on you guys and I'm going to become a rebel. Um, huh. And you're like, okay, I think I've seen that before. I think Battlefield 2 was, Battlefront 2 was that plot. Um, but this time you're, you, you, you're, your boss is the guy who defected. And he, for the most part, like it, it really is. Um, the one thing I didn't like about Battlefront 2 and Battlefront was the flying mechanics. Like, I never was really good at the flying part. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and then I go and buy a game that's all that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a little different. Here, I'm, I, I kind of thought about what I wanted to say about it is I used to have a PC in the 80s and 90s and some of the 2000s, the aughts as they call it. And there were two games by LucasArts called X-Wing and TIE Fighter. Uh-huh. Do you remember those games? Yeah. Yeah. I I loved those games. I had a flight stick, and they were fun. I mean, they weren't the greatest graphics because they weren't, you know, back then there wasn't really graphics heavy, but what it was, it was cool. You got to be in a cockpit of an X-Wing, uh, do the trench run, uh, and then they came out with a TIE Fighter game, which was basically you're the bad guys. You never... You, you had to stop the Empire. You had to stop the Rebellion, and that's all it was, you know. I mean, ultimately, the, you know, you knew that you were going to lose anyway, but they never went that far. It was, here's your mission. you got to stop the Rebels, and you do. Right. You know, um, so <laughs> when this game got announced, I was like, oh, my God, flashbacks. It's just better graphics. Um, it also helps, too. Like, if you have a PlayStation 4, it's, it's VR compatible, and my coworker has... A VR headset and he said he was doing it the other day and he's like it was wild it was pretty good looking around and stuff it was it was fun um, and I kind of I so I, I bought it because you know I'm a Star Wars fan and I love those two games and those this game does bring back those feelings of oh my god I'm in this TIE fighter I'm in a X-wing and I'm in a Y-wing I'm in an A-wing this is awesome I'm in a bomber it's woohoo yeah, yeah. like oh, like it takes place after uh, after the after the fall of Endor, well the the second Death Star. Right. Um, it's I'm assuming it's canon because everything's in canon now. Um, Vader is in it for like 30 seconds. Leia is in it for like 30 seconds. It's in the prologue where it's like, oh now because you get to play both sides. You don't you don't pick one side over the other. In the, the if you follow the story, you're playing a pilot on from the rebels and a pilot from the empire. So you you get to kind of pick and choose what that character those characters look like. Um, but 
ultimately you do play both sides of the, of the story just to see how it unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's going to be like a, hey, this is how it would have ended if you played this kind of mode. Um, <clears throat> all the missions are have replayability. So there's like maybe like five missions, that, five in-game missions that you can accomplish. Like, hey, don't die on this mission. You get an award, you know, huh. um, which, I have yet, which I have yet to done, <laughs> yet to do. Um, hey, you know, here's a little side quest in this mission. If you get that accomplished, yeah, you get a medal type deal. Um, but it, what it does, it gives you the ability to play it not only <clears throat> multiple times, but also multiple levels. You can play it as a standard pilot, an ace pilot, a master pilot. So you can get them progressively harder um, to, as the better you get. I will never see the light of day of those. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking, like, Put me in flight school, Captain, because <laughs> I, I, I I feel like I should be the the, the what do you call it the the um, flight attendant on all these. Like, okay, well, as on this side, you have the photon torpedoes, you have the lasers in the front. Your canopy will blow off in case of a water landing. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I just I just kind of feel like that's where I'm at. But despite all that, I'm still having fun playing it. I'm not. I haven't raged quit because it is me just stinking. So, and I know going in and I also go, okay, well, the more I play it, the better I'll maybe I'll get, um, the storyline is it's the story. So you, you can, you don't have to really get too mad at yourself or mad at anything when you're playing the story. But the main part of the reason why the, the show is the show, the game is called squadrons. It's to play with your friends to have a squadron of flight it's like like oh we're an x-wing battalion or we're we're gonna we're a tie fighter battalion and and you we're gonna have we're gonna customize our ship and customize our characters because those are options there's not um you every time you win something you get credits and you it's your standard hey you want your character you want your tie fighter to have a yellow stripe across it hey you just you have 200 credits for final doing this mission you could buy it kind of deal they're in-game purchases but you're not using in you're not using real world mo- real world money to buy it okay um so there's some grindy aspects of it if you want like let's say um inside the cockpit of your x-wing you could have a dangly millennium falcon you know or a ton ton plushie off to the side just kind of like things to make it your own okay deal. um <clears throat> there's some your character design really is pick a head, pick a body. Um, we'll give you preset heads and bodies, and you can make it, you know, what. and by bodies I mean male, female. But then do you want your female or your male character to wear these slacks or these slacks or this flight jacket or this helmet? You know, and then we're going to give you, here's your ships, and then you get to, you know, not you don't get to design your ship, but you get to personalize it in any way you see fit by adding different shaders or different stamps on it like you could have um like the like guy said on my tie fighter i have a yellow stripe because i got it as a pre-order bonus and i wouldn't mind just to look a little different right. until i can until i can afford something nice <laughs> um <clears throat> there are some cool looking skins for your ships that you can have that i was like oh that looks kind of cool i think what do i do i only need like 1400 credits for that that's actually kind of doable because I already have like 800 of it from just flying four missions. So I'm like, all right, this stuff is not, it's, it's attainable. 
so it's not super crazy like the battlefield um game battlefront games were mm-hmm. um i've done but with that being said you also there's it focuses mainly on multiplayer where you have a squadron and you jump in you, there's dog fights um where it's just strictly a team of five going against another team of five shooting each other out of the sky which is fun mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie I, I had two rounds before i called you to come you know do the show i was like all right i i haven't done it before and i was like i did okay but i also think too i'm dealing with you know everyone else in the same level like i i i think i don't know <laughs> but it, it seems it seems very like it's kind of happy i feel glad when i get like four kills in a round in a, a 15 minute round sure i die 11 times but at least four of those i got i, I got back like right. you know <clears throat> so i didn't feel like it was it was too crazy um it does encourage you to have like a headset, headphone, a microphone, so you can talk to your other players. Um, I don't. So there was one guy kind of on the microphone bitching about, you know, being locked on. <laughs> like, who the fuck's locking on to me? So, like, careful if you're going to play it on the TV, there might be some cursing. <laughs> <laughs> um, then there's those kind of battles, but then there's the big battles where it's. You and you and your squadron have to fight off fighters, and then it's like a multi-staged level where it's like, okay, well, you have to um, go after the ships, and then hey, look, there's a there's a transporter transport ship that you have to blow up, and then at the end, after you get past all that, then there's the ultimate the the if you were playing as the rebels, you'd have to shoot down tie fighters then shoot down some of the smaller um, destroyers uh-huh. and then a big destroyer. And those big destroyers are kind of like, it's not just shoot it in the same spot all over and over again. You can do that, but you can scan for weak points. You can go like, Oh, I'm going to go for the, you know, the engineering part of the ship and try to shoot that down to slow them down or their tactical part. I can shoot that out. And then the more, the more the the big ship gets beaten up, there's you can scan for weak spots to be able to go. Oh, okay, I'm gonna try to shoot here, and it's it becomes like a multi-tiered battle, even though it's all on the same board. You know, um, I've tried doing that a couple times. Like they, they kind of ease you into it. Like, hey, here's do some practice before you actually go out in the real world, kid, because you're gonna need it. I, I advise doing that because so far I've done two AI battles and I've lost both of them because I'm like, <laughs> where's my team? My team's shit. So right. I tried I tried going in with real people and I think we, we, we I still lost, but I felt like I fared better because I had real people making real decisions. It wasn't like AIs just kind of flying around willy-nilly because, right. you know, I'm like, why do I keep losing? Maybe it's the fact that I'm, I'm doing these missions solo and everybody else is an AI. I'm like, okay, well, let me... And not Han. Off. No, not Han. Trust me. I, no. <laughs> I'd be a lot better. Um, <clears throat> I mean, but like I said, I right now I feel like I stink at it. And I play in little doses because I'm not... Not that I get frustrated, but it's like, how many times did I get my ass handed to me? Or how many times do I feel like... It's like any other multiplayer game that I've played where I'm going to get shot at or shot down at and... And I'm going to get frustrated. And I'd be like, you know what? I need to walk away. Um, I feel like I'm really close to... I don't feel like the story 
mode is very in-depth. It's not like a, a what do you call it, a 20, 30-hour campaign. I think it's like maybe I, I feel like I'm close. I'm on, I think, mission number seven. And I don't know if that's the final one. I'm, I want to say maybe, hoping there's 10, 10 full battles in the story. But I can also kind of feel like it might not. Like, uh, and if if the battle that I'm going to do probably tonight after the show, if that's the last one for the story, then okay, I, there's there's some stuff in the earlier missions that I want to try to accomplish. Like for one, I would like to be able to do a complete mission without dying once. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, like the last mission was great. I, I was fine. I went into this like um, this trench. And I destroyed like the reactor, a la second Death Star. But then I had to punch it and get out of the. Basically, I had to Lando it. Um, but at the very end, there's a vent that comes down, and I have to try to squeeze through that vent. And that requires me to spin my ship and and fly at a high rate of speed. And I can't tell you how many times I slammed into those doors. <laughs> and I was like. Oh, well, all right. It took me a couple tries, but finally I was like, okay, well, if I don't do this or if I bump, you know, shit, I bumped into that and that caused me. And it was like, it was, while it was frustrating, I eventually did it and I felt relieved that I did it, but it made me not get the award for living through the entire mission. So I'm like, well, I think I could do that one. <laughs> you know, I think I can get that one. I can just go back and replay it at another late, another day in time. <clears throat> I don't know if it will ever not be appealing to play. I can totally see me sacrificing it for another game, maybe in the future. Like I, I know Cyberpunk's coming out, so there, I'll, oh, I'm gonna probably say that that might go towards it. Kingdoms of Amir might go towards it, just because that's the game I've been. Every other game has just been leading up to that one. Right. Um, I don't know where I'm sitting with a play PlayStation Five yet. I've yet to people who come in are, are I can give some advice on that if you don't think you can afford the drop of like uh, you know the system's 500 bucks an X controller's $70 you're gonna want to get a game so you're already looking at like seven maybe eight hundred dollars and that if you don't want to and that's not just for the PlayStation 5 but that's also for the Xbox One at a series X um, the series S I'm not even gonna talk about because that, that's I'm going to say that look to see that one go to the wayside soon. Um, I feel like, you know, what you should do is like buy yourself like gift cards, like kind of, if you can't like the, the, the beauty of being able to pre-order something was be able to put money down on it as it was getting closer to that date. And you keep rather putting money having, on it. Yeah. Rather than have to shell out all that money in one shot. Right. So I know that I don't, I have piss poor management skills when it comes to like saving up my money. So <laughs> I'm actually going to be like, okay, well, let me let me put some money into a gift card. Like I'll buy a gift card and throw it in an envelope and go, like, I'll entitle that envelope PS5. Like So that way, every paycheck, I'll have another gift card that goes towards the purchase of the system. So that way, when the system does come become available, I can, I'm not, you know, hunking out a, a shitload of money and, in one drop. I'll be like, well, I, I will, but it's money that I've bought already preparing for it mm-hmm. um, I also know too like my PlayStation Pro is going to be sacrificed too I don't need I got a PlayStation 5 I don't need a PlayStation 4 so I know that that 
that system has a trade value that I'm going to take advantage of. Like maybe I might be without my system for maybe a few days before the PS5 comes out, but so be it. Like, and I don't know what I'm talking. Man, hey, can I just come over just to play some video games? <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't see that. I really can't. I cannot see that at all. How how you could survive like a few days without your PS4 or PS5 for that matter? <laughs> I mean, like, I, it won't be like okay. It comes out on the twelfth. Maybe on the eleventh, I'll go and trade my system in. Like, you know, it also depends on because I know that um the chances of me working those release dates for both the Xbox and the PlayStation is very high. So I also don't want to add more work that's already going to be stressful enough that week. So a part of me is like, okay, well I can either do it before it or I can do it after. But doing it after always seems to come at this like not really the best price, best time. So I'm like, well if if the PlayStation comes out on the 12th, which is a Thursday, uh, Wednesday, I believe, um, it's like, okay, well, maybe that Monday I can, or that Sunday, maybe I'll trade my system in and put it, you know, put it towards my, put towards PS5. And that's if I have the, the ability to get my hands on one. That's, that's, yeah. That was going to say to you. I mean, like, like what, are, what are the odds of you actually getting your hands on one because I mean, like, if you're getting people every day asking out pre-orders, I mean, like, once the pre—and I think you said the the pre-orders are gone. Right, the pre-orders are gone. But I do. Uh, the best way I could put it is because I work in a specialty industry. You know, I already talked to like I know that the there's a high probability of me getting my hands on one to purchase for myself on launch day. Okay. You know while the ability might not be for every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there because we might have a limited run, because my company, I missed the opportunity, my company is willing to sit there and go, no, we'll make sure you can get one on day one, even if it has to get shipped from another store. You know, if there is like another store that say has an extra one, they'll ship it to me. I, I don't get it for free. I have to pay for it, but they'll make sure that I get, I get one. All right. You know, that's the way it's the best way it's the only way I can really phrase it it's like I'm not getting any special the only special treatment I'm getting is that there is one that's going to be for me that I have to pay in full and then the real and the reason why is because you work in the industry and you need something like that to be able to know what you're talking about when somebody comes in and asks you questions about it sure and like look I'll be 100% honest there were you know I when I was a store manager um, there were perks. I did get some free systems out of my my time as, as in the management. But again, that's like being a car dealer and having to be able to drive a dealership car. You know, it's it's one of the perks of actually working in the business. But it is also, you know, like it's not how to put it. It's not a guarantee that it's going to happen. Right. You know, so nobody like a lot of people when they come in, they go, "Well, you work for the company. You must know if they're going to be releasing this." Like, no, I. I'm a I jockey registered just like everybody else. There's somebody in a suit that knows that decision who gets paid way more than I do, who can probably answer that question better than I can because I get all my information the same way you guys get your information from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and then about a day later, it's official. <laughs> and then I'll know the real, like, you know, the, the real what actually is going on but like you know like well, when are you going to get those are you going to get more pre-orders probably not 
will we get more machines that day? Yes. You know, it's like, okay, well, case in point, I think I brought up in the show, we had maybe like 10 pre order, eight pre orders for the Paleo Station 5 for the second round. Eight. And I had a, a line full of 30 people. Yeah. You know, eight, including me. Like, I didn't even get my, I, you know, one of those pre ordered, one of those, uh, one of the opportunities for me to pre order mine was in that opportunity that got lost in the shuffle. Um, which is why my company is like, okay, we'll make it up to you by making sure that we have a system ready for you when you want to buy it. But you still got to buy gift cards and you got to pay for it. Right. Um, just like everybody else. But the one thing I don't know is one thing I don't think that they'll be like, okay, well, you're only going to get eight, those eight on that day and that's all. That's ridiculous. You know, I think you're we're going to get maybe a limited amount. Like instead of, let's say, eight, we might get like, Maybe if I'm generous, maybe 16. And that way, the people who have the eight will are guaranteed theirs. And, and you got eight to sell. That you know, we'll go in with what sell. 20 minutes. Probably, you know. I mean, and that sucks. I mean, I would love to sit there and be able to go. Whoever wants one, we can get one. But you know, I know that Sony said that they made more PlayStation Fives than they made PlayStation Fours. You know, for launch day, like. So that's good, but there's also the part of me is going, well, maybe I do. I really want to get it right away because I don't. The when for the launch of PlayStation Four, there was problems. The launch with the Xbox, there was problems. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was lucky because I didn't have the problems for the PlayStation Four that a lot of people had, like you know, disc read errors, like bad bad readers and overheating issues. I felt like I got lucky, you know. <clears throat> um. But I, you know, like that's—I don't know if I want to take that chance again. Right. You know, I definitely know. I definitely know that I'll probably get a, get the warranty on the system, just to play it safe, because anything could happen in a year. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't want to be like, hey, six months in, all of a sudden it shits the bed, and now I'm out five hundred bucks. I'd rather pay for the—I think it's like a fifty-dollar, you know, insurance policy for it for a year. You know, and then that way I know fine awesome and if it lasts a year maybe i'll trade it in and get us myself a fresh one because within a year's time they'll be a you know like hey here's a special edition one coming out because that's what they do <laughs> you know um but case of point though with the squadrons I'll, it's, I'll have fun with it i'll get aggravated i'll get frustrated but in the end i'll probably just get feed the ultimate addiction of the next system um uh, what about you, Ed? Is there anything uh, you're looking forward to in, in gaming wise? Cyberpunk 2077. I I pre-ordered it. I own. I know. I'm, I'm waiting for my. Oh, co- yeah, yeah, it was. It was one of the games for for years. I mean, <laughs> yeah. years. I mean, it's not like months. It's years. We waiting for this thing, and yeah. and and like and like the first first few years, we didn't see nothing other than a a, a snappy trailer. It had nothing to do with game mechanics or anything it's just like oh my god like finally something for cyberpunk people and you're like oh this is gonna be awesome and then you saw it and you know we, we get to saw it like you know or last year or whatever so i was like wow like <laughs> you know and i'm like and i'm like and i'm like we're only getting the tip of the iceberg you know when you see it you know and and i've been watching some gameplay on it and i'm like i'm hooked i'm like i'm gonna be terrible at it i know <laughs> but it's something that I'm I'm willing to do, and I think I I think I'll do pretty well with it. I, you know, like 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 there will be some things I'm going to be terrible at, but I, th- I think like through time I'll I'll just you know 
uh, soldier on and move forward and get through it. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, going back to uh, squadrons, you know, I, 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 you know, I was kept, I kept circling around that and I'm like, I just can't pull the trigger on it. I just really can't like, because it was, it's exactly what you were saying. Like, like I have a hard time in, in battlefront two and, and, uh, um, you know, even battlefront playing those game, you know, playing the pilot games flying around. I mean, I was terrible at it, you know, and it was just, and it was, it was so frustrating. And I remember the games back in the day, like when you were saying like the, <laughs> the 2000s, but it was awesome. It was fun to just to fly around. It was like at that time, but now you go, I'm, I'm worse. <laughs> What's then? And it's just like, yeah, I, 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 I like, I don't want a whole game dedicated to something. I was really terrible at fly it. And then, you know, I mean, because it is Star Wars, and I'm like, well, I should own it because it has the Star Wars name on it, you know. Like I want everything else, yeah. <laughs> right. But, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like a hard pass. Like I'm just, it just, I, I can't see me buying it and playing it, and enjoying it at all. Like I, it just, I, you know, like it, it's just not something that in my, it doesn't sound like something that's gonna be fun in my wheelhouse at all. And I'm like. I'll just be so irritated by it and I'll just sit there and collect dust like the other ones. And it's just, you know, it's just going to be so frustrating to me anymore to, to do that. And I was just like, nah, you know, cyberpunk is probably the next game I'm getting, you know, at this point. And then, you know, we're talking about PS five, you know, yeah, I'd like one, you know, but again, I want to, I waited. I mean, it wasn't what two it was two years, I think, or a year, yeah. at least a year before I purchased mine. And you know, I got the Star Wars edition one. You know, I waited for the right moment. You know, I mean, I remember walking into a, a store. I, I think it was Best Buy or something like that, and they were playing the the Battlefront, you know, trailer, you know, kind of thing or the gameplay of it. I was just blown away. I'm like, now it's time for me to buy a PS4. Like this is <laughs> this was it. Right. This the heavens opened up and told me this is the time to buy it up because. Cause I was waiting for that or God of War. It was the two games that I play, you know, pretty much on, on, uh, uh, on PlayStation is those, well, you know, it's going to be a star Wars game or it's going to be a, uh, a God of War game. And, you know, I do have God of War and I enjoy that one. Um, I, I have to go back to, it. I haven't played that in a while. I've been, been busy, but, uh, but, but yeah, but it's just, you know, it's, it's, you know, for a PS five though, I'm like, and that, there's no star Wars. There's no, there's no God of War. I'm waiting. Right. makes my decision a little easier you know to, to swallow you know because it's like like everybody else it's like hey i want one right away too like <laughs> i want to be one of those suckers that you know that buy into this and and and, and you know like you know and, and and get it and then you go yeah there's gonna be what like two three four titles you know and then <laughs> if we're lucky you know right. and there's gonna be a delay you know and uh, you know and it's not any really any games that you want to really play, like oh yeah, like you know. And it's like oh, well, they upgrade the graphics, so you'll be playing your old games basically on it, and see you know see them you know upgrade the graphics to those games, the ones that are available for it, you know. Right, so. like um, I I I saw, and there was I didn't I'm not bring I'm bringing it up for the show in conversation, not as an actual article because it's a more of a visual thing. For the they remastered marvel's spider-man mm-hmm. for the ps5 
to go in with like the Miles Morales game that's coming out, which I do plan on getting. Um, but there's an Ultimate Edition, which comes with both Miles Morales game and a remastered version of the Spider-Man game. And a part of me is like, well, I played it, I've beaten it. It's one of the very few games that I can honestly say that I platinumed, and I was very proud of that because I'm a big Spider-Man fan. I'm really looking forward to the Miles game, and I w had no plans on getting the Sp the remastered Spider-Man because I'm like, well, I don't really need to play it again because it's the same game. But then I saw the graphics enhancements that they made on it, and I'm like, well, shit, that looks way better than I played. And then they they did change the actor who the motion capture kid who plays um, Peter Parker from the original from the PS4 version, uh -huh. the PS5 version. Um, the person who plays the PS5 version, I'll be honest, looks a little more like Tom Holland than the kid who played Peter Parker in the other game. In fact, the kid who plays Peter Parker in, in the, I would say, the original version seemed kind of old, kind of like in his, he's supposed to be in his 20s, um, I'm guessing. Huh. But for whatever reason, they made this Peter Parker look a little younger. I'm like, all right, well, if he's supposed to be a mentor to Miles at some point in time, how much older is he? You know, but I, whatever. I'm like, I don't even know where, what time what time frame the Miles Morales game plays takes place in. Like, how much further in the future after the Spider Man the Spider Man game is it is. But there is that moment where I'm looking at it and going, "Wow, that looks really, really good." And it's an argument. It's a struggle within me to be like, "Okay, well, do I want to pay for the seventy dollar version of the Spider Man the Ultimate Miles Morales game to get both versions of the game?" Or do I just want to pay the fifty bucks for the Miles game? You know, and I'm like, okay, and the fifty dollars apparently is the low end for video games on the new systems, because they're talking about some games we're going to be hitting like six seventy five bucks or seventy dollars at minimum. Right. I don't know about that. Right, so now so that's, becomes... that's what makes it more difficult because you go, you go, you, you know, and, and and that's the thing. Like that's that's the way that's the way we though are like because I remember like when games were like so much money and then they went up and you're like really that's ridiculous and we we end up buying them because you see a game you go yeah I need to play that like like right. if you're a gamer you you will play it and you will buy it you will pay that money it's just a matter of time of when you're gonna pay you're gonna. You're gonna, you know, go. No, I'm not doing this. Like, screw it. Like, it's over. You know, and then, and then you, and even, right. <laughs> then there's that one game. That one game oh. that shows up. Like, oh wait a minute, that looks, that looks phenomenal. Like, oh, I, I think I can get into this. You know, like, all right, you know what? It's worth it because it's that game. It's it's that it's that uh intellectual property that I love so much. So it's worth spending that money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, so this year it'll be, it'll be an interesting gaming cycle. <laughs> yeah. All right, and I have some news. All right, let's since do we're it. Talking about, since we're talking about Spider-Man, um, apparently Jamie Foxx confirms Electro's return for Spider-Man 3. <laughs> and, and, I figured if there isn't, and that he will he will not be blue in this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So basically, um, he in uh, is he going to be green with the yellow? Well, uh, is he is he going to be the Daniel the Danny Lion? <laughs> he of uh, he had a um a, in an Instagram post he strongly hints at a Marvel multiverse. Basically, he says, "Tell Spidey, let's run it back. 
super excited to be a part of a new the new Marvel Spider-Man, the new Marvel Spider-Man new installment. Can't wait for y'all to check the new one. And I won't be blue in this one, but a thousand percent badass. So uh, I don't know about the badass part. <laughs> well, I mean, he, you know, I don't know. That's actually some nice artwork too, because it looks like the the photo that he put on his Instagram picture. It looks like, I'll be honest, looks more like he's gonna be part of the animated series, the animated movie, not the. Uh, because what he did was he posted a uh, <laughs> a photo, and it looks like it's Miles, Pete, and looks like another Spider-Man, uh-huh. and and in the sky is. Electro, but it's nothing but electricity and two eyes. So I'm like, all right, well, that looks kind of cool. It looks great, but I don't know how. Like, because there's also rumors that, um, Tobey Maguire and, and what's his face also Andrew that, Garfield. That all, yeah, Andrew Garfield. That they're actually thinking about signing up to be like maybe the. Maybe it's a Spider-Verse type deal. Well, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, I'm not in, but... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm... I I I had a conversation with about this about something else you know about the about this particular article. I mean, I didn't read the article, so I'm not like was not familiar with it because I was like I'm. I knew that it was going to be brought up this week, and but the, the the thing I said though was probably the reason why. Like Jamie Foxx is not the type of person that wants to fail, um, you know. So if he gets an upper, another opportunity to play this character, you know, it's going to happen. Like I, he, he doesn't seem like the type of person to, um, you know, be like, oh yeah, I, I stunk in that and it was it's over, you know, kind of thing. If he can, if he can like redeem himself in a way. Sure. You know, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think he was that bad in, in Spider Man Two because you know. I, I don't. I don't think uh, he was that bad either. I, <laughs> I, I did think he felt like a lot like uh, um, Jim, Jim Jim Carrey's Riddler, the way he had that affection for Spider Man, and then gets uh, basically it looks like what what happens to Cheetah in the new Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Like, oh, I love you. You're awesome. You're great. Oh, you betrayed me. Now I must destroy you. Hey. <laughs> I know, um, yeah, well, she, he wasn't the worst thing in Spider-Man 2, let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I don't know if I brought this up, but I'm looking here through my articles that I have pulled for the show, and apparently Cyberpunk 2077's campaign will be shorter than The Witcher's 3, just to let you know. Okay. All right, and the reason why is because a lot of people didn't finish The Witcher. <clears throat> At least they finished the story, but not everything. Uh-huh. Um. You, you know, there's a number of people of played through the game really far, but never made it to the end. And I have me admit, I am one of those people that never made it to the actual end of Witcher Three. I think I got really, really far, but then as like everything else, I think I just kind of I, I slipped off. Um, to kind of give you an idea, um, the Witcher's Witcher's Three main story takes an average of fifty one and a half hours to complete, wow. while while a completionist run can take up to around 172 hours so so keep in mind they're just saying that the main the main story of the camp the main um i don't know if they mean that okay well while the story of cyberpunk will be less than 51 hours 
But if you do a completionist run, is it will be maybe 100 hours. I would like to see that. Maybe I'll even go like 120 hours. I think maybe that's about the right amount of time I spent in The Witcher. You know, possibly. Huh. <laughs> it felt like it some days. But since you brought up The Witcher and I'm, you know, going through, I'm like, oh, hey, here's another article about that. That seems pretty awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> So expect to give yourself some time, Ed, to play a game. <laughs> uh, well, that's it. I, I, I go in and I play, and then, and then I get to a point where I can't get any, get any further, and I can't figure out like how to do it, or you know, or, or, or you know, or, or just I can't beat this person or whatever, and then that's it. Like I'm done. Like I'll try for like days, and then like lose over and over and over again, like hundreds of times, basically. And then right. go, yeah, I'm done. Like I'll just, I'll just wait for the next game. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what happens in the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I did this. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> um, since we're in, since I'll go back, we were talking about Marvel when I got sidetracked with Cyberpunk. But back on Marvel, they have announced um, the person who's playing Ms. Marvel in the MCU um, universe now. Yes. It is Iman Vellani is going to play Kamala Khan. Um, it's... Oh, okay, well, basically, the streaming... The show itself is going to be hitting in 2021, apparently, but she could make her debut as Ms. Marvel ahead of the Ms. Marvel series in a titled slated release before, um, and it will likely appear in the Captain Marvel sequel scheduled for 2022. Um, production on the upcoming series is expected to begin in 2020, but let me, let's face it, because... We're in a pandemic, so maybe it won't be. Um, production of the upcoming series is expected to give, begin in 2020, introducing the world of Kamala Khan in a live action for the first time ever after she appeared in the pages of Captain Marvel Comics in 2013. Um, just to let you know a little bit about the actress, Vellani is a newcomer to Hollywood, not unlike the character Kamala Khan, played by in comparison to the superhero world. Kamala Khan's character first appeared in Captain Marvel 14, and she has she's a teenage girl who learns that she is a polymorph she has polymorphing powers which means stretching abilities uh -huh. allowing her to embiggen or shrink any parts of her body um, Jenna Anderson says the pop says the character is inspired by Carol Danvers Captain's Marvels um, so Kamala uses her powers to protect her hometown of New Jersey of Jersey City and eventually joins the Avengers uh, the television adaption will be to sh uh, will be showrun by Bisha K Ali, who recently served as writer for the television reboot Four Weddings and a Funeral. <clears throat> and what makes it special is that Kamala is the first uh, Indian uh, Muslim character mm -hmm. in. So I hope they keep that as well. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. You know what I mean? I mean, she, she isn't she Muslim though? I don't mean I don't know. I, uh, the actress, well, I don't yeah. know. Um, I do know that the, the comic book character is, so I don't know. I don't know how well they're doing the old like. Well, we have to have a person who is like. I don't know how tight they're going to be to that rule of she has to be a Muslim too. But as long as you know the character on the TV is, I guess I guess it's okay. <laughs> huh. I wouldn't know. It's like someone gets paid more than I do. Probably knows that one. <laughs> Can't use your excuse here in this one. No, um, right. no. I mean, it's great. I mean, I, I hope, I hope it's, uh, I hope it's a. Uh, I'm gonna watch it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. I mean, you know, it's gonna be better than what we got with, with 
you know, Carol Danvers as, as Captain Marvel and, yeah. you know, and I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to if they, cause they're, they're going to continue on, I think with, as uh, Brie Larson, right? The place Captain Marvel now. Yeah. Um, it, sure. Each, well, the the thing the thing that I'm I'm looking forward to is the fact is that they're probably uh, going to bring in Rogue at one point because she's the one that steals uh, Captain Marvel's powers um, right. uh, to uh, uh, you know get her abilities to fly and and uh, um, you know the, the, some of the other abilities uh, you know Rogue absorbs the powers so they're going to kind of reboot the X Men in a way you know for you know, now that they own them again. Um, nice. Yeah, so it's 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 gonna be interesting. So I mean, that's I'm 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 guessing like basically they're gonna kill her off too. <laughs> <clears throat> wow, well, I mean they won't kill her off. They'll just knock her out of commission for a while, probably for like a two hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I I, I can't remember. remember uh, like I said, it's it gets fuzzy, you know, with all these characters and stuff to to remember her history. Um, right. But, that's that's what kind of I'm looking forward to is knowing that, uh, um, you know that's going to happen. So per this, I'm sorry, what was the actress's name now? That's going to be the new Miss Marvel. Uh, it is going to be. Damn you, Ed! Making me look again at an article. Let's see, it is her name is. I hope I didn't delete it. Um, I did. Son of a bitch! All right. Well, anyway, you, the the actress that you for mentioned, <laughs> uh, you know, the player. I mean, uh, it's 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 gonna be interesting. You know, I'm I'm you know, it's more diversity, and that's great. You know, I mean, that's you know, you you're, we're gonna get that, which is great. And uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna look forward to watching it because it's gonna be something different. You know, it's gonna be you know, sure. it's gonna be some something, I think, um, yeah similar but different in a way if the best way i could say it you know because you're, you're probably going to have some characters that you're going to know to help you because especially the the non uh, uh comic book readers i haven't i haven't read anything for miss marvel i mean i didn't really anything read anything from captain marvel or uh yeah Cap, captain marvel so for me it's kind of like you know like i really didn't know that character you know to begin with but it was good to have her intermixed with the uh you know marvel cast so you got the you know the captain americas and all those kind of people so you kind of you know nick fury and all so you you got used to those people so when you added her in it wasn't like a total surprise like i didn't know anything really about her character too much and then you know i mean after that movie i kind of wish i didn't (laughs) right but (laughs) um yeah i don't think it was a horrible movie but uh you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like it's it, like I you I think they're going to do that. They're they're going to introduce her in a way to get you used to her, so you can feel familiar with her. So that way, the, the comfortability of it's going to be um, uh, there for it, and you're going to enjoy it, you know, more because you'll find little egg Easter eggs in there that's going to help you, you know, propel her further as a as a character and maybe enjoy her more. Than the you know Captain Marvel that we have now, right? Which right. um, is my take. Yeah, I mean I don't know. That's really gonna happen, but yeah, you know, I imagine they're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well Ed, um, I know you know they're making a new Indiana Jones movie, right? You know yes, that, right? Yes. Okay. Well, apparently Spielberg is not directing it this time. 
He actually left. He 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 bolted. Wow. Um, he exited the movie, uh, and it really is after plot disagreements. It wasn't like a you know, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Um, it's James Marigold um, is going to replace Steven Spielberg as a director of Indiana Jones. Um, for those people who don't know, um, I don't. You can look up James Marigold's IMDb, so that way you can tell me what movies he did. Because I'm going to continue on with this article and saying why, what exactly what happened. Um, well, James Marigold, I know. I hold on, what? No, nope, don't say that. Don't say anything until you know for sure, because I think I know who he is. I just I, and I want to say it without going. Oh yeah, he was. He's, this this is the director he was in. Yeah, he was the director who did Logan. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's the that's that's the the I guess the biggest one you can get. Um, uh, he, he executive produced uh, the Greatest Showman. Oh, he's a producer. Okay. Credits. Let me go to the director credits here first, really, because directing is really what he was like. Ford versus Ferrari, he did that. Logan, the the Wolverine, he did. Um, Night and Day, um, Walk the Line, uh, right. Kate Leopold, Girl Interrupted, Copland, uh, Heavy, and that's the only ones that uh, stand out to me. The thing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the that's the big ones. Identity was another one he did. Uh, so they, yeah, there's, 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 but the other the, the, the movies I mentioned were pretty much the ones like there's like he did episodes of some shows. Uh, right. So, but you know, but that's not you know, that's not what we're here for. Okay. Well, apparently, what happened was, um, uh, according to, let's see, where is it? Um, I lost my place. James Marigold will play Steven Spielberg. Um, the writer Dave Cop recently uh, he well he's a he was the Indiana Jones five screenwriter and because Dave Cope and Spielberg worked together a lot in the past uh-huh. so I think when Cop left it wasn't too long that Spielberg left and he basically sat down with um, the Den of Geek and to shed some light on why Spielberg left which hopefully will kind of shed some light um, he said I tried a couple different versions with Steven and they all had some good stuff about them and they all had some stuff that didn't work which happens but it was very it was just very hard to have somebody come together and have all the elements Steven Harrison Ford and the, the script and Disney come together at once and it didn't um, he said when James Marigold came in and Steven stepped out that was a pretty logical breaking point um it's gracious. It's it's a gracious time to step out the door because I think the last thing a new director wants is the old director's writer. I mean, it's the drag. Um, the last thing you need is some guy sitting around with his arms folded saying, "Well, the way the way Stephen would have done it is." Um, <laughs> I had one nice, friendly conversation with him, and then I'm sure he wanted to be able to move on anyway. Everyone was pretty polite, I thought. So, so. Uh, I guess after Spielberg left, I guess you know they brought a new writer, a new director, and he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna gracefully bow out. Why, you know, no harm, no foul. Right. I did. I did my time. I got my movies in. I'm not offended. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone was nice. Everyone was good, and I'm just gonna go about my day. I think I had the cash, the the check cleared, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> the check cleared. Uh, um, good. 
No, no, okay. So, what were you going to say? No, I'm just kind of. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not really surprised that. Uh, uh, no, not not gonna say that. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised that Spielberg left. But in a way, like I, you, 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 in the back of Spielberg's mind, you gotta go. Yeah, nobody liked the fourth one. Like you know, like like. I don't even think he was that interested in doing the fourth one anyway. Well, I thought he was because I thought he was working because okay. he wanted to work with his, you know, with with Lucas again, you know, and in, in, in making that, and that's the the reason why, you know, it was it was that kind of um, uh, that uh, collaboration, that collaboration, yeah. yeah, to have that kind of like back way back in the day, and it's. You know, and I and I and again, I understand it, and I'm like, I I, I see that, and I and it's 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 interesting, um, but the but the, um, but you 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 know, like with Spielberg and all, they they don't want they know they they want to be the they want to be the guy, you know, and they don't want to be like oh right. he's associated with a bad movie, so like the with like the fourth you know the fourth one came out and you know everybody's you know critics and shaming and all. It just was, um, you know. Um, I lost my train of thought here for a second. It's, it's, it's. You know, it's, it's like I, I mean, like, like especially someone like Spielberg who's like making these massive hits, and then you know, like, and 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 he hasn't really done any too many fun movies in a while. I mean, it's been a lot of like tragedies and and uh, you know, uh, tragic movies. You know that you kind of. You know, uh, tearjerker movies that he's he's been working on, and I think that's kind of like w- w- where he's at. And, you know, and it's just like, uh, you know, nobody liked Indiana Jones four, and you know, and I'm like, you know, I'd rather do something more, you know, um, kind of like impactful or, or more dramatic uh, of a movie than than what I've been doing, you know. And you go, Stephen, go back, go back to go back to what you know. You get it, you know, like you just just work on it. You know, you you could, you know, you you can do something big with this. And it's just, you know, it's just sad to uh, to hear that. You know, just like he's like, yeah, I, I don't want to do it anymore. And you're like, really? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, though James Marigold is a is a. I mean, I like some of his movies. You know, that I mentioned. You know, you go. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we got some, you know, some new talent, some new blood kind of coming in to make, you know, make a movie. Yeah, maybe it'll be something, you know, fun, you know, to watch. Of course, right. so it's going to be Harrison Ford. So, I mean, you know, that's his thing. He's a terrible actor, but he's he's getting up there in age to do a, sure. you know, to do a, a, an action movie. And you kind of go, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I loved him. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean. Yeah, I love to see him as an actor and doing something, but <laughs> I don't know, yeah. swinging with a <laughs> off a whip and <laughs> right. Oi, I hurt my prostate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, we were talking earlier about the boys. Yeah. Um, and I love the show. Um, I think you expressed that you enjoy the show as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, okay. I'm like, I'm like every every episode's been more kind of like, oh my god, like moment, you know. And it just it gets it gets creepier and funny fun at the same time. I don't know. How to, and the creep is good. It's not like it's a terrible creep, but it's just like ooh, like it's you have that cringe worthy moment, and you just kind of go wow, like that was just so fresh and so like you know well bizarre uh, yeah um well ed um i know you never read the comic yes um, but the show is so popular that amazon asked for a spin-off show really 
Yes, and I figured you might be interested in this one because you are a fan of the X-Men. Um, for anybody who knows this, this, the boys, the, the boys' spinoff will feature the G-Men, as they're called. Okay. okay. Um, the, it's inspired by the G-Men. Um, the, last week, Amazon Prime rewarded the boys' ongoing success by ordering a spinoff series, and the showrunner, Eric Kripke, has revealed that the boys' spinoff was inspired by the G-Men, the outrageous X-Men parody introduced in the original comic. Okay. Oh. Here's a quote. I would say it's loosely inspired by an element of the comics, which is the G-Men. Part of the G-Men is there is sort of an educational college experience, um, Kripke said during an interview with The Wrap, and that just and we just use that as a jumping-off point, kind of similar to The Boys, where we sort of take an initial notion and then we're going to run it with our own weird direction. Um, while, to give you a little history, Ed, while the Marvel's X-Men was founded by benevolent Charles Xavier, the G-Men's founder, John Godkin, was a pedophile who kidnapped children and molded them into a paramilitary superhero team. <laughs> uh, the various G-Men were also very obvious takeoffs on some of the Marvel's mutants, mutant heroes. Um, so... Craig Rosenberg will write the pilot of the entitled of the untitled boys spinoff series. Um, Kripke, Seth Rogen, and Evan Goldberg will produce the spinoff. However, Kripke indicated this may not be the only boys side project. Um, we don't feel the need to jam spinoffs to jam spinoffs out there. He said, "We were just we were just talking, and we stumbled onto the idea, and we were excited about it. We took it to Amazon um, because we think there's a real opportunity to see another part of." the vault world um, but probably more importantly to make the show to make a show that isn't really made that often which is what we love about it which is as the boys as the boys is an unflinching look at reality the goal for this is to make a superhero show one of the most realistic college shows anyone's made um, it's and really deal with real college issues and really explore what it's like to be at that age so Okay. Woohoo! Expect expect superhero keggers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Woo! Panty raids! Woohoo! Yeah! You know, cramming for all night sessions for you know for stuff. It'll be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm. It sounds terrible. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's multiple like it's funny we were talk um there's there's multiple stories because there's a a Teen Titan versions in the the comic book too that would have also been good like a teen superhero group but the problem is that teen superhero group probably would have been more closely related to the the way the boys are, the way the seven are uh -huh. in a way except maybe more bratty um, <clears throat> I feel like with the with them I don't know how deep they're gonna go into like you know him you know stealing the kids and then molesting the kids or, or however they're going to play it. Because like I said, the comic book gets very dark at times and I don't remember what happens to to, to, to most of those characters. So it, they might pull that stuff out of the, out of the show. Cause there's a lot of stuff in the current version of the show, the boys that's not in the comic book or they've, they've changed like um, Stormfront's gender in the comic books is male and this is in this one she's female and right. it makes for a better story oh um spoiler that in 
if you haven't seen season one, um, I might butcher's sole motivate one of his motivations for wanting Homelander dead is he believes that Homelander had his wife killed, right. killed his wife. So he's kind of like he's a personal vengeance, and they changed that in the story in the on the TV show versus how it was in the comic book. So like they they do take some liberties, and I I gotta be honest as as a fan of the comic book, um. I don't mind the changes they made. I actually think it kind of sometimes enhances the show. It makes more drama. So, I mean, like, I just hope, you know, it all, as long as it's entertaining and it's fun, it's all it cares about. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, you, you, you know, you're describing it's one way and then, and then you, 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 you see it and it's good. I mean, like I said, like when you were talking about the boys, it's just like, it didn't, like seem appealing to me and then i watched it i was like wow i, I can't not watch this show. Like, <laughs> right like it's like it's like it's like wow like like you know especially like watching preacher on amc you know and it's like the same producers you know did that and right. you go yeah you know and it's just and 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 i i'd be honest with you at one point i thought like the first season of boys was kind of like a little, little, almost a little tamer than the preacher, which was, I thought was weird. Cause you know, especially, you know, especially a paid service that you're, you're buying into Amazon versus, uh, uh you know, uh, the MC, which is a cable station, which, you know, you, you know, you can't uh, do too much on. Um, but you know, I, like, I, I, I think I'm wrong on that, but like second season's like far, Right, you know, far, and I'm like, and I'm like, wow, like the shock value. I mean, but it's not like just to have shock value. It's 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 literally stuff that that makes sense, like to to have it in there. And it's just it's just like a, that perfect mix and the stuff, the story and all, and the and you know, with the characters and all. It's just it's just amazing. Um, and you just yeah, like I said, I I I I enjoy it and I recommend it and. I can't wait for season three to, you know, come out. I can't wait for the finale of tomorrow, next week, but I know it's going to be like a, another huge cliffhanger that's going to end up and you're going, when's this coming out? <laughs> like, right. like, how long do I have to wait for this? You know, like, uh, you're going to kill me now. Like, it's going to be a year again. Like, uh. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 it's worth, it's, well, it wasn't a year. It was about six months, I think. Right. Yeah. But um, it's, but yeah, it felt that way possibly yeah so i mean probably longer six months but anyway that's uh, i digress on that it's, uh it's not important right. um but uh yeah but this you know it's 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 gonna be great and especially with jason ackles coming in for season three we talked about that in the past right. where he's going to be soldier boy and the uh you know and it's it's it just brings like more to it that you're going it's going to be more interesting and it just it's a great show. I, I I can't recommend it enough. There is stuff in there that just it's just fun and it's it's just great. You know, if, if like I said, if you like that kind of like non typical superhero kind of stuff, it's it's really great. It's it's you know, and there's a lot of obscure stuff that I you know I own and watched that I enjoy. You know, and it's kind of not along those lines. I mean, that's the thing. The boys are is so unique to me. Uh, you know, compared to everything else that we see on a, on a, you know, on a daily basis, right. you know, it's just really great and it's worthwhile. Yeah. All right. Well, I got some bad news, Ed. Okay. 
Uh, no time to die. No time to die. The new James Bond movie has been delayed to 2021. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this in the in the realm of really. How is that? How does that? <laughs> How's that bad news? <clears throat> well, okay. Here, here's why. It's it's kind of a cascading story because I have to lead off with this story first before I can go to my next story. Okay. okay? No Time to Die, the latest James Bond installment, will be postponed until next year, the filmmakers announced this past Friday, um, which would have been the second. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The film starring Daniel Craig in its final stint as the agent, hypothetically, his final, as 007, is expected to hit theaters April 2nd, 2021, a year later than it initially planned. Um, and since No Time to Die was moved the same weekend as the Fast and Furious sequel, F9, they pushed that back to May 28th, 2021. Uh, Universal Studio behind the High Octane franchise is distributing the Bond film internationally. So that's why they had to make those adjustments. Um, back in March, No Time to Die was the first major tentpole to shift its release date before the global health crisis caused by the coronavirus could even be classified as a pandemic. After its first delay, the movie was set to premiere in the in the UK on November 12th and in North America in, on November 12th. 20th. Um, back then, um, well, actually, MGM, here's a quote from, uh, M, I guess, from them, from the people of Bond. MGM, Universal, and Bond producers Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli, um, Broccoli, I always I always think it's Broccoli, it's Broccoli, I think. Oh, it's Today, Broccoli, you're right. It's Broccoli? Yeah. Okay. Today announced that the release of No Time to Die, the 25th film in the James Bond series, will be delayed until the 2nd of April in order to be seen by a worldwide theatrical audience. Um, we understand the delay will be disappointing for our fans, but we now look forward to sharing No Time to Die next year. Um, and now, keep in mind, No Time to Die carries a production budget of over $200 million um, and costs millions more to promote. So the studio report lost millions when it shelved the movie earlier in 2020, giving Bond's global appeal. The, the sequel's backers wanted to wait until audience across the world felt safe returning to theaters to have a chance to turn a profit. Um, delay is another major blow to theaters. Without New Time to Die, Pixar's Soul on November 20th is the next big movie slated for theatrical release. However, there's still rumblings that Disney will move the animated adventure and possibly even put it on Disney+, Plus, uh, the studio's you know, subscription service. Uh, two Warner Brothers titles, Wonder Woman 1984 and Dune, are still set for December, though, uh, so there's a chance that they could be postponed again as well. All right. So the reason why I'm bringing that one up is because um, Regal Cinemas closing all U.S. theaters after no time to die delay. <laughs> wow. Hours after the news surfaced, um, after they announced it, Cineworld was shuttering all locations in the United Kingdom until 2021. And the company has announced a similar decision for all Regal Cinemas in the United States. Uh, the latest round of closings of the company's direct response to MGM's delaying No Time to Die, a movie that was bumped from November to next April. With No Time to Die off the 2020 release slate for exhibitors, that leaves just two, just two Warner Brothers movies, Wonder, Wonder Woman and um, Dune, all but guaranteed to be pushed back even further should the chains choose to follow suit. Um, Regal is the second largest theater chain in the United States behind AMC theaters 
And as of now, it's unclear when the company plans to reopen the locations, both stateside and abroad. Uh, the closures are expected to impact at least 5,500 employees in the United Kingdom and upwards to 28,000 employees in the United States. Um, according to Variety Report, the chains could be closed until next year at the earliest. Uh, the news first surfaced via the advance peak of, uh, at the front page of the Britain's The Sunday Times, uh, Cineworld Action Group, an employee group that's partnered with um, another group to provide an employee union commented on the matter, really that the entire group found out about the closures through social media. You know, um, they're like, we've just found out vital information about our jobs is from their, their tweet, their tweet. We just found out vital information about our jobs from the media throughout the pandemic, throughout the pandemic. Workers have been left out of discussions that should have included our voices. However, in this case, this goes beyond belief to find out they may no longer have a job from the media is awful so yeah i can't imagine i can't imagine what you know people go through when they hear that because i mean like especially like like disney had 28 layoffs uh this week right. you know and it's just like they the people don't know yet still don't know if their job is the one that's going uh you know uh, sure so you 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 you, you know and it's it i i can't i can't imagine what that's that's like to hear that you know like you know some you know like n- not only that the ball drops but everybody knows <laughs> it's like it's like wow that's gotta be terrible but um wow that is uh well and i have another story that might brighten your day okay apparently amc theaters this was uh, is expected to run out of money in six months <laughs> so Another day, another very bit of news for the movie business. AMC Theaters. This was done on the, I guess, that same day. AMC Theaters, the largest theater chain in the United States, is now expected to run out of money within six months. Even though the chain has been able to reopen many of its locations in recent weeks to coincide with the releases of The New Mutant and Tenet, its financial outlook looks dire, and barring a radical change, uh, default is expected. Um, and the information comes from S&P Global, who recently re- reduced its credit rating for AMC Entertainment. Uh, AMC has be re- been restructuring its debt to avoid bankruptcy and to attempt to raise cash to stay afloat. Uh, even so, S&P believes that the rate at which the company is burning through cash is untainable. Here's what they had to say. Um, this is a quote. Given our expectations for the high rate of cash burn, we believe the company will run out of liquidity within the next six months unless it's able to raise additional capital, which we view as unlikely or attendance levels materially improve. Wow. Um, believe it or not, AMC is it is saddled with tremendous debt, said to be in a in the five billion dollar five billion with a B dollar range. Um, as such, raising more capital, especially when the outlook of the business is particularly great, does feel unlikely. Without a cash infusion or additional restructuring, the money will dry up. A tenant failed to deliver at the box office, which forced other major blockbusters like Black Widow to push well into 2021. Uh, theaters rely on these big movies to put meat in seats. As such, it's not expected that movie theater attendance will improve much before the end of the year. There does not seem to be much hope for AMC as it stands. Now, again, this article was, you know, they also announced, too, that the president of the United States has COVID, so I can't, how it's going to keep more people inside. Um, <laughs> 
given the level of attendance currently, it's expected that many movie theaters are losing money and, and by being open in general. Amazingly, AMC may actually be losing more money by having its locations open right now. Uh, that illustrates the truly bleak situation the exhibition side of the movie business finds itself at right now. S&P further expresses that their negative outlook is based on their view that default is all but inevitable. And again, a quote is, the negative outlook reflects our view that a default distressed exchange or redemption appears to be inevitable within six months, uh, absent unanticipated significantly favorable changes in the issuer's circumstances. Uh, it seems like legal jargon for we think they're going to go broke. <laughs> um, while other chains like Cinemark and Regal are certainly not thriving right now, they don't seem to be in as much trouble. But that was, I think this article came out before the announcement of Regal deciding to close their stores. Um, amid AMC's ongoing financial trouble, there were rumors earlier in the year that Amazon was possibly looking to buy the chain. Though the rumors dried up rather quickly. So we could have been going to like, coming soon to the Amazon theater. Huh. <clears throat> but now they're like, fuck that. No one's going to movie theaters. Maybe we can get it cheap. Turn all those all those big megaplexes into Amazon work centers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, if Amazon was smart, like that, like if I mean, that now wouldn't be this wouldn't be a, like if they get it cheap, then yeah, do do it. But I mean, like, uh, it, it it's just basically sitting. So there's nothing they can do until there's like a cure, and the and then everybody starts feeling safe because even if there's a cure, it's still not. You know, until people are ministering it, the numbers are like, you know, zero and, and you know, and, and people are saying, you know, I'm not getting sick. I'm going here without a mask and I'm, I'm fine. You know, like like that's the that's the I think the a lot of what the world is waiting for uh, to happen. And right. and that's the thing that's kind of scary about this whole thing. And and, and, and it's and then you, you hear stuff like this and you're like, oh, it makes sense. Like you you go, how how long could they have survived? Like like how like. Disney is f like I keep going back to Disney, but because I've been watching a lot of news on Disney, uh, just for for various reasons. Um, but I mean, like like California is closed. I mean, they they right. and they're they're laying off twenty eight thousand because of that. I mean, they're they're using that as as the reason. But like they're this past week, they were talking about like how can we get like they've been pleading with the governor to give them guidelines and what to do to open. Like how do how do we get to this point? And the governor made it very uh, impossible, basically. Like a lot of the stuff that's like what people are doing now, you know, social distancing, masks, blah, 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 cleaning, you know, schedules, that kind of stuff. Like what they're doing in, in Disney World. So they've been amping that up. They've been actually putting those in place in Disney World, uh, Disneyland in California to get that ready. So but they they have to reach a certain number of of unsick people or or, or cases uh you know to do they be like a on a downslope and they they have different levels like color levels and i'm i don't know them offhand and you know because i heard right. it like once and or twice and i'm like oh okay but basically they like there's four steps and they're in step two right now and they have to be in step four uh the highest step basically to open the park and that's the, you know, they, 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 they heard that. And that's when they were like, yeah, we got to lay people off because we can't keep paying. And they're not, they right. were really paying them. They were furloughing them. They were just paying for their medical. But basically it's like, we can't pay, pay in their medical at this point because we can't afford it, you know? And then, and that's, right. you know, and that, and that's part of the reason why, I mean, you know, and then Florida 
just got the okay to go 100%, but they're not going 100% because it's like, they're, A, they don't have the people, and B, I don't think they, they could handle, like, like if a pandemic broke out, because it's like a law, it's like, it's the ultimate fear. Like, as soon as they hear somebody in Florida, you know, in, in Disney World has the, you know, the, that, you know, they got sure. it, it's over, you know, like, their, their business model shut down. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just terrible. But that's but that's what the world we're living in. So like like AMC and 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 Regal, especially Regal. I mean, it's like wow, like you don't you don't expect that to happen, especially in a corporation, because you figure they have a a treasure chest of of money somewhere <laughs> that they can just keep keep right. feeding, you know, the monster until like this is over, you know. And and then it's just like no, they don't. Like they just. They have enough to last for so long, you know, to be closed. It's like, yeah, we can be closed for a month or two months, three months, you know. And it's like, right. we're now in six months, seven months. It's like, yeah, we can't keep this up. Like this, we we're in business for a reason, you know. It's not like you know, like yeah, we got loads of cash. We, you know, we're burning it actually. So much we have, yeah. Like that doesn't happen, and that's that's the reality. Like you you start thinking about things, it's like. Yeah, if companies don't open soon, like especially, and then you, then you look at the smaller side of it, the smaller businesses. I imagine those little theaters. You know, it's like they're gone. Sure. You know, like like they're done. Like there was no way that they they're surviving if Regal Regal's going to be you know going out of business, and then you know six months left for AMC. Then you go, you know, and then now it's just like Disney and 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 like. Uh, Paramount and, and Warner Brothers and all with their streaming apps are going. We're probably just going to release these now on those systems. You know, you're you're going to have like if you want to watch the latest Warner Brothers, you're going to have to buy the W. You know, the HBO Plus. You know, and Paramount, the you know Paramount Plus and Disney Disney Plus. You're going to have to have those to to do that. You know, and you know, and um, so I, I think what I think you're going to see a big spike in drive-in movie theaters. Well, that's happening now. I mean, that's 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 right. But I think you're gonna. I think that you're there's. I see every once in a while a pop up of like, hey, here's a Becky's drive-in is the one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, but there's some drive-ins that are around the area now. I, I kind of was like, okay, well, maybe someone closer to home will open one up because now is the perfect time to tr- to try to reinvigorate the drive-in movie theater. They're around even because even after this. Even after everything is all said and done, there's still going to be people out there who are going to not want to go to a movie theater for the rest of their life. They don't want to be in enclosed space. Hmm. I know if, as if it wasn't for, you know, the fact that I work in retail, I don't know how comfortable I would be going into movie theaters. And, and Stacy's race, who's back home now because she's back from work, um, she just kind of raised her hand too. Like there's there's these things where you go, okay, well, the world has officially changed whether you want to admit to it or not. And now we have to do what's called adapt. <laughs> so how do we adapt? We have to find new ways of entertaining ourselves. Like, you know, you and I, I never really was a fan of doing the show remotely because I always felt like I didn't sound right. But here we are for a while now. I've been doing the show. I'm at my house. You're at your house. You know, we're going to have to, you know, entertainment, movie theaters where it's they're struggling. I mean, I know I have, because I work at a mall that has an AMC, I have some people coming in. I'm like, so how is it over there? Because I'm curious. Like, what's a day in a life like as an AMC employee? And they're like, it kind of sucks because there's no one there. You know, it's like you'd think it'd be great, but, you know, we're selling tickets. 
and we're still doing our jobs, but it comes down to it's like, well, you know, these they only have so many seats. They're like 25% capacity, you know, and it's like, well, and then their hours are short. They're not running all the hours as mm. you would think. So it, it becomes like a struggle around even for them. And <clears throat> now that I'm like, okay, well, geez, now that I saw that article, I'm like, wow, all those people there. And maybe I should go to the movie theater on my break and maybe buy some pretzel bites or something just to help them along. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm not that far from the theater. I could walk across a, you know, a parking lot and I'm, I'm, I'm by the AMC theaters. I can get myself some pretzel bites for lunch, you know, like something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know? it's, it's <laughs> you spent 20 bucks for pretzel bites. Sure. <laughs> Make it feel good. I mean, <laughs> But the the reality of it. Remember who helped you at AMC? (laughs) I want those free tickets. (laughs) I'm a premier member. I'm just doing my duty. (laughs) But but that's the thing. Like like like. But that but that's you're right. Like it's 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 coming a new normal. But that's the thing. Like there's there's going to be a point where it's just like, like we're going to have to do something because like where are these people going? Like that's 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 the 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 the, 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 it's it's not so much like oh now everybody's afraid to do stuff and it's like you're right they're they are. But the thing is, is that like those people having those jobs are going away and more and more jobs right. are, are, are disappearing because of these of these pandemics. And it's just like it's it's going to get worse and worse where everything is going to be bought and sold online because, you know, movies can be streamed now. There's streaming services out there and it's that's that market's getting huge, larger and larger every year. And this pandemic probably skyrocketed that market you know, in a way that just was, sure. you know, ridiculous because people now are going, well, I can't go to a theater, but I can watch it at home and I can watch this or I can rent this movie for so many, like three, four bucks, a, you know, a shot, you know, kind of like going to Blockbuster instead of going to Blockbuster and standing there looking at every aisle, like standing at the new release wall and you would go in, you know, oh, that's, that's how that's, you know, the old days. Now you can just, you can get it, you know, instantly and, and watch it and without that, without a hassle and then going somewhere and that but that's the same like like unless you're that like the programmer who developed that system and can maintain and, and you know updating the movie systems and you know making all those changes and updating the the interface and all that kind of stuff i mean there's hundreds of thousands of people that are going to be out of work that you know like yeah. we're movie people that were you know the popcorn people the you know, people that clean the 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 theaters, the ticket takers, the ticket sellers. You know, the lifeblood of the theater. Right, and 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 that that's all gone now because I can do it digitally. Like I, I can watch it now on my big screen TV or on my phone or or my computer or whatever whatever device I want and watch it instead of going to a theater and enjoying it there. You know, with with strangers. You know, because now I'm worried that one of those strangers has a disease that's going to affect my life and and, right. and, and and but but that's the thing like we're gonna get to a point where it's just like we, we need to do something because if we don't like this is gonna get worse and worse i mean you you know like, like, like these numbers are getting getting more you know uh apocalyptic you know i mean it is it means like the it's going it's gonna be like the hunger games <laughs> or, the, right. or, the, or the you know it's just you know it's you know like we're just gonna be overrun with with poverty and you know it's just like you know having a job is going to be like the the being almost like high society you know 
<laughs> right. You know, because I mean, that's 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 the way it is. I mean, and, and, and it's just going to be amazing. Like, like, because it's like people won't be able to afford a home anymore, or go on vacation, or even go to a movie. Thought, who would have thought the most coveted job would be a fried cook at a McDonald's? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. You know, there's going to be hundreds of people now applying McDonald's. I mean, I see signs now. I think because of the because of the everybody's worried about the Christmas rush, and I'm thinking. I don't think you have anything to worry about. <laughs> I really yeah. don't. Like, like I, I, I think the online market. I mean, you, you should be looking for UPS jobs and 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 Amazon. Sure. <laughs> yeah, those kind of um, jobs. I mean, I work in a mall and in retail, and they just extended. They, the they just finally added an extra hour to our day. Like the mall is going to be open an hour later, and on Sunday, open an hour early. Closes at the same time, but it's just. They modified their hours, but now I don't like. And I'm in hopes that you know, like, okay, by the time Christmas comes around, by the time the big sale days are coming, Black Friday and all that stuff, then maybe they'll be back. They think they'll be back to normal. That's that's an assumption on my part. But we just had a moment where, like I said, you know, jokefully that the president of the United States came down with COVID. That's gonna be like. A deciding factor now, like people, there's going to be people out there be like, oh, well, shit, if he can get it, that means anyone can get it. I'm not going out. Mm-hmm. You know, despite what you say, whether you like him or hate him or how he's handled it personally or what he said, the fact is he still got it. You know, so that could, that might spike up the paranoia even more and people going, like, ah, I'm not going to go, to the, I'm not going to go to the mall. So you're right, that could have an adverse effect on the holiday season. For at least brick and mortar stores, online will probably be gangbusters because everyone's going to go there. You know, oh. like I mean, I myself was sitting there going, "Okay, well, I know Bill and Ted's Face the Music has been out on video on demand since day one. I'm kind of waiting for it to come out and physically so I can buy it." But that three pack is tempted for because for like thirty dollars, I can get all three movies digitally. Mm including the latest one it's like that's real tempting to me because you know and not have to worry about going to the store and buying it physically you know it's just it's it's starting to become like a a want versus need thing right and 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 that's and that's and that's just saying that that's the that's the 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 the, that's what's getting scary is the fact is is like you know you're 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 not going to go to the theater and then you're going to buy it and then like eventually you might be buying it through amazon or through you know eBay or sure. something like that instead of going to the th- you know thing and you know because it'll be just dropped out in front of your door you know instead of you know you going out to somewhere and you know and 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 and, and that's the best thing that's that's the fear like I um, but they're going back to the the you know small and all like I keep I guess yeah I keep going back to this one but Disney like when they first initially opened in July they thought they'd be crowded they thought they'd be beating people away like you know just going right. yeah we can't we can't have you we you know i'm sorry and it wasn't the case because everybody's afraid to travel and like a lot of even the locals were going to disney you know like they sure. they were empty i mean the, the parks were very empty now they're starting to uh build because uh, they're, they're seeing how safe it is there now like how much safety procedures are put in place there and uh, how safe it is to go there and people are starting to go but this, the numbers are nowhere near 
what they thought it would be, you know, because they're they're losing money. I mean, they're they they right. are, and you know, and I'm saying like like so, somebody like that, you know, you you think you know if that gets hit, and that's 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 you know like Walmart. Like imagine Walmart, all those Walmart, how many WalMarts there are, and how many employees in each Walmart there are, and that's you know those mega stores get you know shut down because they can't keep the uh, you know sales going because you know there's not as much you know sales going. It it would be devastating, you know. Being you know, like, like those kind of corporations, you know, going down, you know, it just you you know, like saying when you when you when you were saying Regal is closed, you know, closing, you're going wow, like that's that's major, like that's that's a major blow in in the whole industry, you know. And you go, I don't know sure. what to do, you know. So, I mean, our hearts our hearts go out to them, and I hope they, you know, hope hope something works out for them, but you just don't know, right. Well, Ed, that's all I got for the news. All right. You know, there you have it. I don't know if there's anything you'd like to add or, you know, anything you might have seen. Um, I mean, okay, there is one more thing, but this is just outrage people. Apparently, Rick Moranis got sucker punched in New York <laughs> over the weekend, and everyone's mad. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Even Captain America's <laughs> pissed. He tweeted. Boy, he's like, he said, yeah. you don't hit a national treasure. Where is he? I'll find that guy. Yeah. And they, they, re- they released a photo of the guy. But, like, there's a, there's a, more people are going to look for this guy than look for a cure for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> how dare you? He's a national treasure. This man, what he sacrificed for to do what he's doing, he. <sighs> I was like, wow. Even poor old Rick Moranis, still can't even catch a break. And, and, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, I, I want to meet the guy anyway, just to ask him, like, like, why did you do that? Like, like. What what was what was the motivation behind that? And I, I I'm thinking think, I don't think I he knows honest, who he. I don't think he knew it was Rick Moranis. That's that's what I was gonna say. Like I don't think yeah. I don't think Rick Moranis was like it was just some nerdy guy. <laughs> he, yeah, he sucker punched some, some random guy. This guy wanted to punch, and who you picked the wrong guy. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a there's an award out for the guy's arrest. Everything, like yeah, he they're gonna catch this guy. <laughs> You know who they should call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Bob McKenzie? Or was he Doug? Was he Bob or was he Doug? Ah, oh, geez, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. I actually have it on DVD. I should watch that. Just <laughs> hey, Hoser, why'd you hit me in the face? That's not the way. You... I'm from Canada, eh? Hey, supposed to... I'm supposed to be nice. This is crazy. I'm gonna leave. Go back up north. Coo 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 coo. Hey, well, you know, take off, eh? <laughs> that's it. That's my news. That's the show. That's it. That's all I got. All right. You got anything? Nope. That's it. Nothing. All right. Well, folks, thanks for listening. If you can, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Of course, if you want to contact any one of us about the show or about some content or some questions you can contact ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com or you can contact sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com that's s-h-a-w-n excelsior that was wonderful bravo i loved that oh it was great well it was pretty good well it wasn't bad well there were parts of it that weren't very good it could have been a lot better i didn't really like it it was pretty terrible it was bad it was awful i was terrible get him away hey boo boo